0: The case of bowling, it never feels like I'd get any better by doing it. Yeah. And that's what's a little frustrating. It's, I have uh, a good
1: first run and then we play a second game and my score is like half what it was. Well, I just start getting tired and sore.
2: Someone, The variance is high enough for people who are bad at it that your one friend gets two strikes and then everybody's like, who knew that Jacob was really good at bowling? Yeah,
1: I do have a good bowling story that I can share. Yeah. Welcome to Sad Boys, a
2: podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. I'm Jordan. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> do I, we I, do that now? I wanted to do a little in-universe crossover <laughs> to our guest today, Sean McLaughlin. You may know him as Jack Jacksepticeye. You may also know him as one half of the Brain Leak podcast with Ethan Nestor. Mm. You may also know him as the second most subscribed <laughs> Irish YouTuber.
1: Why did you bring that up? <laughs>
3: We, are uh,
2: buddy, that's really high. It's really good.
1: You're yeah,
3: so good close. Me.
0: You know who people sometimes talk about is silver medalists. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Second,
1: first loser. That's we, true. Yeah. We wanted, I, Hey, I'm, at least I'm on the podium. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Relax. Yeah? We just
2: wanted to know if you could connect us to power kids TV. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If be I
1: don't know what the deal is. <laughs> I don't actually, there's a, so it's either that, I mean, people who speak the Indian language can live in Ireland. Right. But I don't know if they actually live in Ireland or if they just created the channel mm. in Ireland for to tax reasons. Because yeah. Ireland has, like, lower corporate tax. Oh. Is there a chance at all that it's Ethan? It could be. Oh, that I'm would sorry, be a crank, <laughs> Mr. Crank. Mr. Mr. Crank. No, crank. No, I, I think, think that's he's dead. dead, yeah, his dead
2: Mr. Crank's my father's name. Just call yeah. me. Bless up.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on with Power Kids TV, but apparently I'm going to war. Ooh, <laughs> this
2: is your I, T-series. Like...
0: uh Yeah. Dude, I hate to say it, uh. Yeah, they're killing their, it. Their grade is also higher than yours.
1: Look, it's my grade used to be high. It's well. not about the grade. No, it's about it your grade. Hey, don't get angry. It's, it's I think
2: we have a, like a B, maybe. Yeah, maybe just not. It's <laughs> crazy because we're not the second biggest in Ireland. Who even, even searches Social Blade anymore? I, no I mean, one. I don't know know that was all people did. Hey, oh, dude. there was a Social Blade moment. I think it dude, may be... nobody
0: searches it. I don't know why you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset. Fun. I'm just loud. I'm
2: just
0: crying
3: about something else. I
2: think... It maybe died the moment that YouTube got rid of the, uh, got rid of the live subscriber right, number. Yeah, yeah.
1: because that of rounds that. Up.
2: Yeah, I think also the like at one point
0: in time when we still worked at Patreon, it was like a gospel piece of info. It's like, oh my god, yeah, that grade we is worked good at for Patreon.
2: We both worked at Patreon. That's where we met. Hey, what
0: what was was your, me up, man. What was
1: your job?
2: So oh, Jordan fuck, was just like a cool guy. He was just kind of stood it around. Used to be. You, yeah
3: <laughs> it was, okay yeah, that's no. why i got fired <laughs> 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 mr silva
1: stop being cool i was uh i was the most popular person on the show so I was, hey, at least s- i'm on the podium and not in the crowd watching okay Maybe I don't want to be an you know. island. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's
2: comfortable on the stands, okay?
0: Yeah, maybe, we we I, like, uh, maybe I like
1: fitting in. Yeah. Okay.
2: I've
0: got double Maybe I
1: don't like attention. <laughs> like um, I'm sleepy.
2: <laughs> so Jordan was on like the Patreon equivalent of sales, mm. uh-huh. which was just like doing outreach to creators and strategizing about like getting creators to launch right. a platform. And I was a, a little software engineer in a cave. Wow. Yeah. What
1: did you engineer?
2: Uh, the thing that's still, uh, I think my claim to fame with Patreon because <laughs> they still use this is, uh, the RSS feed for, um, for podcasts oh. on Patreon. That was a project that in my first month at work and, uh, And they never let me make it better. And so it's still, (laughs) I mean, it's good that it's worked for six years, but I was lobbying like the entire time I was at that company to like make improvements on like podcast support for, for Patreon. And then it just, we always had different corporate, uh, corporate priorities. Even that was like a, wasn't that for a hack day or something? No, it was a project where, um, it was like a pitch where I was like, this would be easy to do. Mm. Like, because I was like a podcast nerd. So I knew things about RSS feeds Mm -hmm. or whatever. This is when we were nerds. (laughs) Yeah, I used to be a nerd. And then I do remember I, we were assigned a pod for the project. So it was me and a designer. Scott. Uh, and then shout, another, out Scott. S- shout out Scott. He's great. And then another engineer who I won't name because that engineer, uh, n- would never reply to my Slack messages <laughs> and wouldn't talk uh-huh. to me. He was like the senior engineer on the team he had been Sam. at the company for a long time. And <laughs> I was like the new guy and I couldn't get him to talk to me. And so I just made it, me and Scott just made it by ourselves. You think he was ignoring you cause you're a social blade at the time? I think he saw that I
0: not
3: didn't that, have one. This. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Sorry. It <laughs> was <laughs> kind of rough.
2: Mean. And you're not pissed.
1: I'm not pissed. I've never been angry.
2: Yeah, I've never been angry. <laughs> the
0: it's
1: the u- is... useless emotion that I hate. The mic's <laughs> cracking
2: in your head.
1: I've so never that was... hated anyone. That, yeah,
2: was but... where we, that was where we met, where we got you know our start. Well, at one point in time,
0: Social Blade was like, oh my God. Circa like 2015, 2016, yeah. this is our gospel. I don't know why. To this day, I still don't know what the contributing factors to a grade
2: is.
1: I don't either. I think it's relevant to like your bubble of time right now. Like yeah, what are you doing right is. now?
2: It's like momentum of the moment. Just so like
0: treating YouTube like a monolith, right? Like YouTuber is a thing that you yeah. can scale against each yeah. other.
2: Kids Super Party Time or whatever that yeah. channel is called is like equivalent <laughs> power kids if you delete a video it like takes your score for example do you really yeah because it's like oh you got less views now it's dumb <laughs> oh it's, as
0: in like archived
2: view oh, it's that's like funny. oh t- you today instead of gaining a million views you lost three million I views know how you them. didn't
1: lose them they're they, <laughs> like they still accrued well just a bunch of people's <laughs> it, memories doesn't yeah. have
2: object permanence just fucking <laughs>
1: men in black to everybody yeah pretty yeah. much
2: it never existed yeah I used to really like Sean's videos, but I guess he never made he any. He never made them, so I don't have those memories.
1: I, I have had that with somebody I was like trying to do a project with, um... Some like company somewhere in LA, you know, they were they were like, Oh, YouTubers are cool. Let's do a project with you. And the project was kind of like cringe. Yeah, the project yeah. was kind of cringe, and I was like, I guess I'll do it. It's fun, it's something different. Right. And then they stopped replying to us, and then it was like, Well, his numbers have kind of like dropped a no. little bit. So funny. I'm oh like, my okay, god. Yeah, it's good that this fell apart because that I don't want to work with that.
2: Brands brands do this as a way of um kind of fear-mongering with creators. So, like we, you know, a lot of this business is basically around brand deals and working directly with brands mm-hmm. in, a, in addition to like ads in some people aren't as ad friendly for like YouTube's ad system. So they rely on other income, like working with brands or Patreon or what have you. Brands, working with brands, you know, it's a, it's a double edged sword. But one thing I will say is that one of the most common things that brands will do to make a creator feel bad and guilty (laughs) is be like, oh, we're not seeing as many conversions. We're not
1: seeing enough movement.
2: Yeah, unfortunately not enough people are buying the um, bouncy ball that you (laughs) were, The the diglet. (laughs) Yeah, the big bouncy ball. It just doesn't seem like there's an alignment. So um, we're going to have to pay you a dollar instead of all the money.
0: Would you be pissed? Because, mm. you know, one of our service of which there's 15 competitors, it's really, only a several thousand we people
2: watching it out. Just to make things better, you could put an ad on every video you've ever made. Or maybe you could even delete your channel and then make a new channel that's just about the bouncy ball. Yeah. <laughs> maybe an Instagram post <laughs> That's a, that's a smarter play. Yeah. Like, are you blaming me for you guys not being good at marketing? Because you're the yeah. ones giving us the, all the things to say. I mean, and we're trying to make it Palatable. You've mm. been in a, a, a
0: significant position, second place, a significant <laughs> position yeah. at best. Which peak. is on the podium. So don't like. <laughs> hey, it's on, on, on the down. podium, just yeah. not on camera. My name's
1: not in flashing lights, but it's <laughs> yeah. under them. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. With
3: special guests yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Usain Bolt. Plus, <laughs> yeah. uh, there is, I mean, it's been a weird evolving narrative for brand deals and monetization mm. on YouTube. I mean, you've been around long enough now to basically have experienced every generation of that.
2: Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like the, there's maker, there's like the full screen, full screen. I mean, studio 71 still around it, but I mean, then you have the stuff with Smosh that happened with uh, Defiant or Defy, Defy. They were Defiant in not paying their creators. Um, Do you
0: have any public, I mean, at least you can talk about conflicts with like a, a brand or an organization like that.
1: Yeah, I had a thing with like a merch company that I did a while back that, I, I wanted to leave and they were like, well, technically you signed this document, so we have you forever. And I was like, that's not, that document you asked me to sign was not got to do with that. It was to like clear stuff through customs. From yeah. just like certain countries when to be was like- this? Uh, like six years ago.
2: We've got you forever. That's like a, yeah. you, that, there's no way that holds that's up. It's like a right? 20s Motown <laughs> contract. Yeah. That's a, yeah. uh, $5. I mean, that's like the new season of Black Mirror. I
1: think, I don't think the company, I think within like the last year stuff fell apart, but there was a bunch of other creators in it and they kept, even up to like a couple of years ago were still like, we work with guy.
3: And oh, I had to like. I had
1: to go through like a whole legal team thing with them and try and like get out of it. And I, eventually, I did, and everything was fine. But there's so many other people that were like caught in the same cycle, and they yeah. couldn't get out either. That time, people came to me and asked, like, "What were they like?" I'm like,
2: "No." That's a thing where like uh, people will say that they work with you if you've ever had yeah. any sort of any like the amount of emails where we uh, worked with Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. Once, yeah. Uh, yeah. I sold them a coffee. Once you mean in,
0: Temu? Uh, oh yeah. no! Oh, like some company?
2: Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> emails yeah. fucking constantly. Oh no, they, bleep the name, but you, you are also getting. I would say fifty thousand emails. Yeah. I power. would say maybe don't bleep the name. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, actually, uh, actually, Timu, actually just spell it out.
2: Yeah, there's this website called Timu, and they um they're trying to do a bunch of influencer outreach right now for brand deals don't take the bait it's like one of those like wish.com scam websites where like you maybe don't receive the items and sometimes you do i don't know it all seems very sketchy but for like the sketchiest is that they send they've sent us countless emails on every email that we're reachable by that have like various formatting that look like they were all copy and pasted mm. from like different mm. templates somewhere Some yeah. and bold. they're all from the same yeah. woman named Christy and it's like you're not sending thousands of emails a day Christy yeah. you're the person in work. person yeah you are chat GPT I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christy's Jav-
1: fingers are just bones yeah
2: Travis loved your latest video about Smart House yeah oh uh, yeah <laughs> just like fuck loved like your this. latest content video about and then it's the cop it like looks like the YouTube watch page yeah <laughs> where we just YouTube copy
1: and paste. That's the part that's in bold because yeah. it, it, it like was copied, copied from, it. Like, the formatting text from YouTube. Format. Page, yeah. yeah, me but and it didn't, all my didn't homies as
0: plain text. Me and all my friends have been chuckling at your audio-visual
2: content that you've yeah. been releasing lately.
1: Hello, creator. Oh, silver! Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's
2: great when you see the template fail, where it's like greetings null. No. Oh, We're dude. excited to work with you. Devastating. Yeah. Um, have I or, told
0: you about the guy that like he's he's like so nice and he's everybody's friend in the space. And I don't know if you will remember. Because I used to go by a different name now. Oh. I went by a professional name then. He fucking hates me. Oh, Because of exactly that reason. Because my name used to be on Outreach because I was more known by at that point in time. When I still did like salesy, salesy. So when like a lot of emails would go out. Yeah. Because later on the job became just like... Knowing the creators and they would reach out to us, mm-hmm. but early on it's like just send fucking hundreds of emails and we're like, yeah. This seems unappealing and they're like, No, we should be like Temu.
1: That's like when you start your YouTube channel like ten years ago, like I did, where it's like you just go to somebody else's video and it's like, Hey, I make content as well. Yeah. Come watch me.
0: Yeah. Drum <laughs> a reply. Oh, I, Harry, the yeah. YouTube replies video
1: I, replies.
2: I used to Did you ever do anything? Yeah, you're, like, hustling to get eyeballs on your videos. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, post my videos on Reddit yep. and stuff and just everything under the sun just to get, like, a little modicum of, like... Like, two views. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> I my first video on YouTube, I bought ads to get it up to a thousand views because I was like, maybe this will be just a little boost I Did need. Did it work? Uh, it got the views I paid for, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you just
1: bought it your own channel. Yeah, I,
2: buy, I I like, I went through the official channels of doing so, but yes, I.
1: That shit still exists. You can still just like buy views. Oh yeah, you yeah. can. So YouTube I legitimized just, botting. I mean, if better for, at
2: it, but yeah. You
0: for those thousand views, you made somewhere between nine and seventeen dollars. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which and it cost. Which is fucking
1: bank. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and it almost paid for the what a hundred dollars I spent on the ads. It was great.
1: Hell yeah, yeah. YouTube's changed a lot over the years. I mean, I even have like a brand now, which six years ago was like, nobody does that. Right. It's like you sell merch maybe, but nobody has like a company. Sean, yeah. write
0: a mid autobiography. Uh, that's what you're supposed to do. I
1: don't care enough about the things I've done. Yeah. To <laughs> write them down, to make other people care about it. Right. I, there was a big craze when everyone was like writing books and people would come to you and be like, write, write that like an was... autobiography. I'm like, I'm 26. That shit was
2: so funny. I don't
1: have a life yet.
2: Yeah. What am I going to write about? That's a, that happened to me recently. Like, And it was very flattering and it was all well-meaning and it was from somebody in one of these publishing companies that was Mm. like a fan. It was Tom Clancy. (laughs) Yeah, it was R.L. Stein. actually. He said, (laughs) said, your videos give me goosebumps. By the way, goosebumps
1: to Jarvis Pipeline (laughs) is
2: strong. (laughs) Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, (laughs) I I think I am. No, but it's flattering, but then you look at the actual work if you want to do it for real. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that it's like the people, and this is not to like... It's not to, no shade to people who are like taking these opportunities because yeah. it's like it's all a, the business or whatever. But I know that I cannot deliver a meaningful product. Yeah, that actually like like sure it would get on the New York Times bestseller list because you have to sell like five copies to yeah. get on that list. But, uh, it's just how many
0: the New York Times bought that week. Yeah, yeah. It's like how
2: many you ordered to your own house.
1: Yeah. We, you sent them some for the office. Yeah. And they were like, wow,
2: sales are up this week. But, um, New York Times bestseller. But yeah, I mean, and there's some, like I've read a fair amount of YouTuber books. Like I remember, uh, Anna Akana's book, Michael lent me. And mm-hmm. I thought it was like really moving. Like she's gone through a bunch of stuff and I thought it was like super cool that like she was able to like share that and be vulnerable with the world yeah but at the same time on the flip side it's like most of the time it's like a money grab and it feels a little well uh, the thing with yeah. some
1: people is like sometimes you have to like fight against stereotypes and like right. racial stereotypes mm. and things like that and you actually have like a f- like a friction with the world to tell. Right, right, right. I'm like, I'm just a privileged little white boy that like came through and got really lucky and hey. has an accent. <laughs> like and just, where's my story? I that don't is, have one. And, and, and he cheating. made it all the
2: way to number two and that's like a really inspiring Yeah, I got
1: like yeah. a story. PewDiePie shout out. So it's like... Oh, um, Yeah. It's like, man, I fought hard to get onto that second place podium. I mean, yeah, people that don't sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, man. The Do-
1: silver medal's real heavy, <laughs> But hey, the shout
2: out. I mean, don't I obviously I know exactly what you're saying, and and it's totally fair for you to say that about yourself, but also as a, an outsider, you've clearly put in the work. Yeah. And and it, and as you've been lucky, everyone needs luck to some extent. And like you did, you know. Once the luck came, you were making daily, you, I, I did not know this. You were doing two videos a day for five years. Yeah. What is wrong with on you? Pur- <laughs> is that on purpose?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was really different back then. Nowadays, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. people love to look back at that content with today's lens, but it's like, yeah, we weren't. Making highly produced content back then. Right. And I, I wasn't sitting down for like three hours on one game to get like a 20 minute video. It's like, right. you record for like 15 minutes and that's it. It's unedited. That's What was the catalyst for not doing that anymore? I hated myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got so sick of it. And I was like, man, this is so boring to do. All yeah. this for and second place. <laughs> there's so much effort and work. And all I would do is like wake up, Get the video ready for that day, the two videos, then record two more, edit them, and go to bed. And that was it. It's like, that's not fun.
3: Uh,
1: It it was a different time just because, like,
2: there were significant YouTube algorithm changes in, like, 2016 where you saw, like... Let's Plays become, like, the most popular content on the website?
1: Yeah, I like I like using visual analogies for everything. So the way I always describe it is that, like, whatever mold YouTube had fit, like, my shape really well. Right, right. And I, like, slotted into that really easily. Yeah. And I think... That algorithm mold has like shifted a lot, but my shape hasn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: So it's like if I want to like fit into those algorithms now, I kind of have to like morph and shift and change and adapt. Sure. Way more nowadays yeah. than I did back then. Back sure. then it was just like sit down, and record videos, fit. put in the hours, and yeah, then yeah, stuff yeah. just goes.
2: Yeah. But it is like, I think that there is something to be said for the platform in how it dictates the type of content that can be successful on it. Yeah. Versus the like, there's always this like artistic uh, push and pull where yeah, this artistic tug of war where the algorithm or the system wants something. And then there's some sort of version of, you're like, well, I like, you're, you're looking for the thing you can make that you doesn't make you, Mm. you know, like hate your life that also satisfies the algorithm. And as that, as that target moves, because for YouTube, it's an always moving target. Mm You, you, are able to choose how much you want to cater to it because it could yeah. move further and further away from things that you even want to do or value. Art, art is commerce, right? Yeah. No true yeah. The capitalism or whatever, but like it's Taika Waititi makes
0: Thor and then he goes away and gets to make Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And it's not that he dislikes either. It's just that Yeah, what's the thing is- like one
1: for you, one for me yeah. kind of thing- Welcome
0: yeah. to Hollyweird, brother. It weird? It's
1: a man.
2: It's, yeah.
1: Somewhere out there, a script is being written that's going to be the next big thing. Well, not right now because they're on strike, but <laughs> an
2: AI somewhere is writing the next big uh, blockbuster.
1: They're on strike, but they're still writing their scripts. Yeah, they're just true. waiting for when the strike is over, where it's like, now I'll give it to you for the money I deserve. Yeah, 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 you yeah, were exactly. saying you
0: think it's extremely dishonorable and you're worried. That uh, you're I
1: was saying it, writers but... should be paid less. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, computer. it's <laughs> just. I mean, we all have keyboards like, ba 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 ba.
0: I just wrote a movie. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. (laughs) Um, That would be so funny, by the way, if you (laughs) sincerely got into that. We were just like, have
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, that's my thing. It's just, I really hate writers. (laughs) (laughs) I even (laughs) even remember the first time I, like, heard about, like, writer stuff and how important they were to content was, like, when Lost was coming out. Because that was when, like, the actual, like, writer strike.
3: (laughs) Uh, it's Uh, 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 It's
2: important, it's important. Oh, we're, we're, we talk about lost a lot, actually. Lost is like
1: what made me like the types of genres I like. You came to the right place. You came to the right place. It's what made me love theorizing. It's what made me love like vague storytelling, like ambiguity, sci-fi. Sitting on the, sitting on the
2: lost, uh, wiki or like the lostpedia, lostpedia, dude. I would read lostpedia all the time and just just look at little details that, you know, were Easter eggs and things that would probably never resolve into anything, but the open endedness and like the theorizing and the community that it built was really like important for me growing up. Yeah. Cause
1: I, I do stuff with like characters on my channel that the community have kind of like built themselves first and then I kind of like legitimize them. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that and I do that same thing where I'm like, what does it all mean? I'll never tell. And like, people love that. And I'm like, man, it's so fun to see that that's still alive because right. it's like everybody wants all the content and like, what does it mean? And everyone wants to like pick apart stuff all right. the time. And I'm like, it's, I don't want to like tell people what stuff means. Yeah, it's like I, that.
2: Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. cigar
0: yeah. you know? I, I I've always found that idea of like, well, this art or this thing I'm enjoying is only valid if the entire time there has been a result. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, anybody that's ever written or even thought of an idea or even played d d knows that, I mean, really, it's a little bit of jazz. The thing you end up with is yeah. literally never going to be the exact thing you thought mm-hmm. of at the beginning. Yeah. But all that matters is the illusion during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, at the time I... Completely thought the DM had like a really clear idea for the yeah. time, but hey man, you don't have to explain any, everything in Lost for me to enjoy wondering what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, right.
1: I think their problem was that they told people that they had an end goal yes. the whole yeah. time and then they came out years later and were like, no, we were kind of like making it up as we went. Yeah, I didn't cook the food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, there is stuff that I uh, can empathize or sympathize with, which is like, you have all of these plans, but then there's also running the plans by the network and all yeah. of the different like cooks in the kitchen that have to have their say. But then, you know, I don't know if you saw this, we've been talking about it the past few weeks. There was this big um, piece that came out in vanity fair.
1: There's like, a yeah, sp- I was going to bring it up. I yeah. was like, well, not to take the shine off it a little bit. No, no, no. We, we we're in. So please like, like, cause I, I read that and I'm like, like lost is my favorite TV show. And yeah. it's, it's that reconciliation with like, how it was made and like the like racism behind the Mm -hmm. closed doors and everything and it's like does that change the final product should i still like it kind of stuff right and i guess that's like harry potter jk rowling shit yeah exactly going on right now and people finding out like H.P. Lovecraft was a racist and that's like and that's
2: like a oh, that's been
1: yeah. we knew
0: that he was so good at racism <laughs> yeah one yeah, of yeah. the best racists yeah best that, that's movie? like the
1: whole conversation then about like well it was like so far back and everybody right. was racist back then exactly and, exactly it it's like
2: George Washington
1: he having
0: was, I mean H.P. Lovecraft was racist for that that's maybe what's the it was just the vibes back oh back yeah then. it yeah. was
2: it was just vibes it was easy to look away he was also I, insane
0: like it did it separately it's yeah. just he's writing a book yeah you know, he was like,
1: afraid he was going to go insane because his mother was in like a mental institution. And yes. And all he's the, writing all, the all the stuff so like about big. monsters is an analogy for mm. mental health. What if a thing was so big? Yeah, what if like people turn into monsters basically and morph into creatures that right. is basically mm. You crazy.
0: can't leave. You just have to live around. Yeah, you just morph compromise. into like
1: I mean that's Junji Ito as well. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was I was really sad reading it because like Harold Parano. And, Pernod, yeah. Yeah. He was like talking about how it's like, well, we have like a black kid that goes missing, and like we can't have people not care about this, and we can't have a black yeah. father not care right, about this. Right. Cause there's
2: already this trope in society. Yeah. It's that, so stereotyped. Yeah, and like, the stereotype.
1: We don't, we don't need that like racial stereotype in the show. And then it was like, okay, you're written out of the show like yeah, it, a season later.
2: It's, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And also, we were looking into like the, because the article talks about how Harold Perrineau who uh plays Michael in in Lost yeah. is uh he as a actor was like a huge get for the show cuz he had already been in Oz he'd already been in two Matrix movies like
1: Wait, he's in the Matrix? Yeah,
2: he's uh, link in in the Matrix. Oh shit, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he just he was just like around. He'd already and then in Oz I think it was more I never saw it, but it was apparently like this more like It's loaded, yeah. I mean, it's like
0: lauded sopranos super, super era. Edgy,
2: yeah sopranos era hbo right yes i think hbo and, yes. uh, what's the word uh uh prestige, television. prestige tv yeah um but but yeah and then he yeah there's like this quote where he's like i came here to work like i want you guys to use me yeah and then that him saying i want you guys to use use me it turned into well if if we don't have a good way to use you, then I guess we should let you go. And, it's yeah, like, okay. and he was Why basically like, me?
1: how can we like represent this better? Like put me in the writer's room mm. and like do this better, which is so crazy for a show that's like lauded for its like diversity. diversity. Yeah. Like having Korean people and mm. like black people and like all these like different cultures in it. And then it's like, and then he did that because the whole thing, the thing that was like crazy was that the Mr. Echo one, the Mr. Echo one. Yeah. And then, because he he was supposed to be like the new John Locke on the show. He was supposed to go the right. whole nine yards. Yeah, he was supposed they did the so whole much, thing. so
2: much like they were setting him up for so much. Yeah, yeah. And then
1: he was like, "Well, I don't want to live in Hawaii. I want to go back to London and live with my family." And then they were, I think they were pissed at him for that. But they were like, "Okay, we get it. We can't do that to you." So he was killed off in the show like really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were
0: like, "Hey, go ahead." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. forever. Then, actually, and then it came
1: out that Carlton Cuse was like, "I don't want him to just die. I want to mm-hmm. hang him, chop off his dick, and shove it down his throat." And it's like. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: And then for, you know, for his part, it's a legend and Carlton Cuse says he has no recollection of that and never said it. But (laughs) Carlton Cuse is old as shit (laughs) and I would not be fucking
1: surprised because he's like old Hollywood. And it feels like the more it kind of comes out because Damon Lindelof kind of like went off and did his own stuff and he did like the Watchmen show and he did the leftovers and like he's done some good stuff since. Some
0: people really... I mean, the worst people online really hated Watchmen because of its diversity and treatment. Of, yeah.
1: Because there's like that whole one episode about like racial equality and like going back in time and like yeah. seeing all that kind of stuff. So, like, Watchmen's about cool guys. Yeah. It's yeah. about how it's, cool Rorschach is. It's like, oh, I can't be an incel and like Watchmen anymore. The hell? Oh, the comedian's I, the hero. It's like, yeah.
2: <laughs> and Damon, you know, isn't, you know, he also had that thing with allegedly where he was like, he called me a racist, so I fired his ass. With the regard yeah. But he did seem at least acknowledging and apologetic to the environment that was created uh, at loss. But yeah, going back to like whether that takes away something from the yeah. art, it's hard to say, but you know, there is a complex history and it's a reflection of society and like how we have like evolved. Like so much stuff used to be okay on, mm-hmm. Uh, not even behind the scenes, but, like, in front of the scenes. Because, like, what was, like, reality TV of the time was, like, yeah. like super horrible, <laughs> you know, like...
1: I, st- I still think Lost moved the diversity needle a little bit more in the right direction. Right, right because... Even, just in the show itself. Even if, the if the it content. could be
2: seen as, like, tokeny, or it could be seen as, um, like, behind the scenes if they were not the most... Um, respectful to that diversity and like sort of paying um, service to that diversity. Optically for a long enough time, it was lauded for that. And then other people kind of took those cues on the surface. And I think it did sort of hopefully nudge things in a, it's well, a better direction. Such a small
0: number of people yeah. engaging with Even the meta around the show.
1: Because like I was like a teenager when it was coming out and I, I just thought it was cool to see all these like other cultures represented. Right. And oh, I, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I later in my life, like dated someone from Korea and like learned Korean like oh, a little yeah. bit and like went yeah. there because of that show. Yeah. 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 And I think seeing that kind of stuff and I'm thinking about like, like younger black kids who are watching it, who don't really like get the, higher-end, high-complex narrative of it. They yeah. just see people that look like them yeah, on TV. But sometimes
0: it's like, uh, I loved Static Shock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Static Shock fucking ripped. I was like, yeah. this show bangs, but it's also- Phil Lamar so was like
1: half my childhood. Phil Lamar,
2: dude, he's everywhere. And I didn't even know that he was a black guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just like, and that was like a- Whoa. You, um, Have you guys seen From?
1: Yeah. I, I haven't, haven't seen season two yet, but I watched season one where I was like- I didn't know it was like made by people who made lost mm. and I was watching it and I was like, lost did this but ah, way that's funny. starring
0: yeah. Harold Perrineau. Yeah. That's one thing. It's Ew. it. me and Katie are watching it right now.
3: It's
1: good. It's not great. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, if, if, if it scratches that like itch that I have for like that type of world. Right. right. Cause that's the type of stuff that I want to make. I want to yes. make stuff like that.
0: It feels like dark souls too, where it's like, okay, well I've, seen a lot of this and i can tell we have dark souls at home yeah. we have but,
1: lost at home but i do like you know
0: immersive storytelling a lot of the pieces are here and then dark souls 3 comes along and like you're like oh yeah wait no this
2: is what i'm like
0: I, i'm
1: glad from exists because i'm glad that that type of like right. weird show still is out there
2: i have a feeling that this is it's so funny i wonder if the sad boys like audience is like you guys talk about lost a lot i'm gonna check
1: it out <laughs> great Hey, so. what's the first great pilot um, I think Lost needs, like, a Dragon Ball Kai. Yeah. yeah. We need, like, a... I I'm always want to watch Lost. I'm like, I want to watch it without the flashbacks, but they're right. so important, but I know what's in them. So, right. I'm like, I can't watch 26 episodes of an hour of television for six seasons again. 100%. I, this is...
0: Uh, Dean is going to be furious. But I think The Sopranos needs it too. And I fucking love The Sopranos. But it, they were obliged to make X number of episodes a season. Yeah, yeah. It's padded out for a reason. It's a certain era of television where they were reliant on advertising. The more episodes you have, the better for the show.
1: Yeah, you needed to keep people for like a half a year to watch your show. Right. Right. The Sopranos
0: is, I'd say, three seasons of TV stuffed in this. Oh, like spread out six seasons.
2: And it you feel well, it a little
0: a in the middle. modern day
1: just shows that you can tell that story condensed. Right. You don't yeah. need it to be as big.
2: Did you – okay, so Lost like sort of was a shockwave throughout television. And yeah. after it ended – and it did do this thing where they wanted it to kind of keep going forever. ABC probably would have preferred if it had just kept stringing people along. Yeah. But they were like kind of let's put our foot down. And then in the wake of Lost ending, there were so many shows that were trying to occupy mm. that space. Uh-huh. Uh, Fringe was one with – you know, a modicum of success, Joshua Jackson, Anator. Which at least is
1: still J.J. Abrams. So it's like, it's still made by some of the same people. I fucked with
2: Fringe. I fucked with Fringe. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got some Fringe DVDs over there.
1: I haven't finished it ever. I I started watching it again at the start of this year. And I got Mm -hmm. like, I'm like towards the end of season two where I'm like, man, you take a long time. I'll give you some DVDs to take home. And then (laughs) I realized like, there's like a, a, like skip it. Don't skip it kind of. Thing for like X Files mm. and like right. um, Twin Peaks has the same oh, problem. Oh yeah, yeah, long form anime. <laughs> yeah.
2: I uh, oh and then um, one I y- you were like close to the same age, so I'm hoping that you maybe remember Flash Forward. Do you remember I that show? Watch Flash Forward. Ooh. Flash Forward was like a. It was that so could
1: not be more on the clearly nose. <laughs> lost inspired, yeah. Season two, flash sideways. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found. <laughs> um, yeah, it was.
2: Oh my god. I don't even remember the plot of it, but I mean, obviously, like there was some sort of apocalyptic event and they're like flashing forward. I can't fucking Dude, remember. that's
1: just yellow jackets now.
2: Oh
0: yeah. Yellow I jackets seen it is yet.
1: literally just lost.
2: I heard <laughs> No good, no more.
1: I, I didn't even do season one. But I yeah, that was can't cool. even get through season one. Oh, really? And I everyone says they love it, but I'm like, I don't know, something, there's just something about it that's not like grabbing me. Yeah. But the acting's all great. The idea's great. The scenery's great.
2: Where are the fellas
1: <laughs> where's yeah, the where's the black smoke monster where's you the know? boys oh
2: man and what is the hatch um so <laughs> where's what, what, the hatch? what about red
1: jackets <laughs> <laughs> what
2: if we up this because there's no hatch speaking that's just of, every show speaking of <laughs> television I oh, need no. to talk about the idol
1: People, yes, please. I ju- I'm i putting my foot down to never even look at it. You don't need to. So first of all, before
2: this, I want to give like content warnings for like abuse. And the show glorifies a lot of stuff that's really disgusting. I uh was talking about the show. Like we were just having a conversation about the show with a friend. We were hanging out. We were like, do you want to just like hate watch it a little bit? That seems like it could be fun. Yeah. So we turn it on and it is... Exactly what it's being criticized for, which is, uh, gratuitous, like, like, um, like lots of unmotivated sex scenes, lots of unmotivated nudity and stuff like that, which is fine for like setting the atmosphere, Uh but also this weirdly self-important self-indulgent, like in the first, one of the first scenes of the first episode, the uh, it's about a pop star who like falls for this uh, club promoter dude. Mm-hmm.
1: Play by the weekend.
2: Play by mm. play by the weekend. Who was co-producer of the show? Who also is an executive producer of the show.
1: I was like talking about it, like being like, this is the this is going to be the big thing. I
2: know. And so like yeah, in the one of the first scenes, uh, uh, the big pop star uh, played by um, Lily, Lily Rose, Rose Depp, Depp is doing a. Um, she's doing a photo shoot and I think in the photo shoot, she's wearing like a hospital band almost to be like, Ooh, I'm, I'm like, I'm uh broken. I'm broken. Yeah. That's like her whole thing. I'm sick and twisted. Kind of a Joker style crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a character, there's a character that asked her agent because, hey, isn't this like a little insensitive or whatever? And she's like, no, mental illness is sexy. Cool. And, and mm-hmm. like that, that's a whole thing. It's like, oh, Hollyweird is so wacky, <laughs> like they don't they freaking don't care. It's Degenerous. it's like a bunch of Hollywood people going like Dude, we actually like are the coolest. And in, and
1: in It's like it's the like the whole Weinstein thing happened and people like didn't get what it was about. Yeah.
0: Well, we also fucked up. It's like
1: people were talking about that a lot. We should do that. The
2: show feels like it's doing things that would make Twitter mad, but then having the like discourse in the show about like like what Twitter's going to say, like, oh, Twitter's going to have an issue with this. So like, let's talk, let's try to make some like high-minded statement about why what we're doing is cool. And it ends up just like glorifying abuse while trying to like make a statement about, it's like trying to mm, criticize it.
0: Well, you mentioned a parallel they draw between... Oh, Park. yes.
2: Okay, first episode, another parallel. Oh, sorry, the one thing we should say if people don't know, this is Sam Levinson. Sam Levinson, Sam Levinson, Levinson. Who, who did Euphoria and who's mm. now being sort of rightfully criticized for like not being that good at his job. Um, <laughs> and people... A lot who, of
1: like style over substance kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. At
2: least the production values for Euphoria was so good you could be distracted but I've yeah. seen
0: some clips of the show and it just looks like a show.
2: Just yeah. Like so they're, they're, the, another thing they do is like they've got this broken pop star and so they're like this is all <laughs> side characters having um just shooting the shit or whatever they're like yeah she's she's broken her and britney actually have a lot in common and i'm like you know what you can't do uh, or you know what they don't have in common britney spears is fucking a real person <laughs> yeah. with like real yeah. trauma you can and, and also like an ongoing situation as the show is being
1: produced and it's probably not out of no, not out of any of that shit. No. Yet. And so to, to
2: be like our fictional character actually is pretty much Britney Spears as far as, as far as the ch- stuff that she's went through. And, that's except why for, you
0: have fake characters in yeah, a show. Yeah. Should be like, Oh yeah, Britney
2: Beers. She,
0: can you believe what <laughs> happened? It's like bad, but at least you're not it's, making.
2: So it's so wild. And then there's some, and like, I want to say some of the dialogue that's like makes me mad, Ooh, yeah. but I'm like, I don't actually think I can say it. So, like, if you just Google, like, cringy the idol clips, I'll say it to you, and we can just get your reaction. This is one of the agents, like, who works for Live Nation in the show. I, I texted Jordan this when it happened.
1: Yeah, because I, I had heard, the only thing I heard about it was that it was something got to do with, like, she's not good at her singing or her job, mm-hmm. but then she gets, like, basically, like, raped, and then she's better at her job. Uh, yeah, I mean the, um, you know, and we'll... And I didn't know if that was, like, real or that was, like, people, like, hyperbolically, like, talking about the show. So,
2: and I'm also going to include a spoiler, because who the fuck cares? Um, (laughs) no one's going to watch the show. The show should burn. In episode three... The Weeknd, who basically runs a cult. The Weeknd. I'm fucking saying this. Oh, this is ruining The Weeknd's image, by the he's way. He's not
1: The Weeknd anymore, either, because
2: he's, he's a serious actor now. Yeah, he's Tedros. Well, his character's name is Tedros Tedros. But anyway. Um, okay. That's like some
1: one-piece shit. Like,
3: yeah. <laughs> Tony he's Tony like, Chopper. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have, like, the the bang-bang fruit. Yeah. yeah,
2: literally. He's on Hollywood so I, Island. I just
1: bang-bang everything.
2: <laughs> so... So basically, uh, the weekend like embeds, they just meet at a club and then suddenly he brainwashes her immediately and he's got all these opinions about her music and stuff. He doesn't have a background in music. It's so weird. He's like telling her how to do her job. But the whole thing is like, he's supposed to be disgusting. He's supposed to be evil or whatever. So, um, they, I don't. There's so many things that I could say that happen, but one of the things that's the most egregious this is at the end of episode three they uh, are around a dinner table and the weekend is making um the weekend. uh yeah, the weekend's <laughs> character is making Lily Rose Depp's character talk about the trauma that she has with her her recently deceased mother who she comes out and says abused her, beat her with a brush and and then the weekend's like and that's what made you such a good musician do you miss it and she's like yes and she's like crying and then and then he's like do you still have the brush and she's like yes and then she gets the brush and then there's a fucking montage of him beating her with the brush what the fuck
3: yeah (laughs) yeah jesus christ and it's
2: supposed to be like oh she's gonna make the best music now and it's like what the fuck are we doing here? Is this before or after the line
0: it's
3: you like, texted stay, me? Stay
1: broken. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, that's, stay that,
0: broken. That makes the best art. That is the most sinister part. Is like romanticizing brokenness on any level is like yeah. j- It's 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 chic, but in so the day and, and age, from like mental
1: health and therapy is like getting talked about more than ever. Right, if, misunderstanding then, and, and, why it's, it's
0: being talked about. Yeah. That's
1: the thing. It's like it's
2: aware of that, but it's like a stupid person's awareness of it. Where they're like, <laughs> where they're like, yeah, yes, yeah, so. So um, we're actually showing it because it's taboo now Mm. to show it. Uh, so we're, because we're aware, we're allowed to do it. Like when it's like ironic misogyny is still misogyny. That's kind of how it yeah. feels where it's like, you're still doing, you're still engaging in the thing you're aiming th- th- to That criticize. was
1: That was my problem with 13 reasons why as well. Yeah, I oh. never saw that one. I mean, where literal it,
2: statistical uptick. In-
1: yeah. Where it was like, not only did it show it in like the most graphical way ever, but it like built up to it and almost glorified it. And then it was like, I got the last laugh in everything because I made you all the reason why I killed myself.
0: The I did watch the second season because I was just like, gobsmacked, I gobsmacked to see what was happening. Yeah. And the second season concludes with, well, up and down, but a huge theme of the show is like, this trauma may have fucked us up, but it made us all friends in the end. So I,
1: yeah. I, had, I had heard the premise of it. And I was like, everyone on Twitter was like talking about how great this show is. So I was like, I think I will probably hate this. So I'll watch it just to have my yeah. actual opinion on it. And I watched the whole first season and I was like, how are how is no one talking about how awful a representation for like suicide it's any of bit, this is? It's uh, a little bit
0: instructive. It's, there's the the suicide elements
1: are pretty like, and not only that, but it was like vindictive as well to be like. Like, it, it's really fucked up to, like, leave people all this content and, like, being outside their houses and, like, watching them and, like, setting it all up. And wasn't there a scene –
2: I vaguely remember a controversy where something was too instructive, and so they took a scene out of a show. And they le- – wow, okay. But oh, I, not necessarily this show, just some show. No, 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 no. 13 oh, Reasons Why. It was oh, like, yeah. uh, it was like uh, someone was doing the – this is so hard been, to talk about. It
1: might have been – because, oh, God, there's so many th- – there's a – there's a non-consensual scene in a mm. in a hot tub. Mm. Then it there's the actual act of what the show is about that is shown in full detail. And then it ends with like a school shooter yeah. subplot. Uh, yeah. the, and the, then that continues. Oh,
0: I mean, speaking of shit that is Hollywood people, Hollywood sickos, literally just not understanding why something is a dialogue. Yeah. I watched um Your movie sucks, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, I watched him do like a summary of a couple seasons or do like a let's watch type thing. And in their summarized version of the show, they touch on all of the topics, the hot button topics. And it's truly like just Twitter algorithm breakdown like, there is a school shooter subplot and it is out of nowhere. Yeah, there are abuse subplots. There is a uh, (laughs) one of the characters is murdered. Or like one of the primary kind of villains is murdered. And then a whole season is about having flashbacks of his life, almost justifying why he sucks. It is this bizarre alien understanding of like why themes exist, what is going on in the world.
1: Sorry to make the episode such a bummer, but these shows fucking suck and should be like blasted for showing this shit as badly as they do. And not having like... There's no like conclusion to it. There's no self-awareness. There's no, no like... I think that even the, the... It's
2: like self-awareness without a... Like there is a real critique and there's a real substantive like thing that could be said here. Yeah, like you can, for, you can just like of throw the, it out in and case then of leave it, it, yeah, it there. It's literally just... Because it's like supposed to make you think and it's supposed to be a discussion starter. But like at what cost, right? Like you're not really by... There's certain things that... It's like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, it's It's, like
1: throwing a fucking match into a fireworks factory and then be like, let's see what happens. Yeah, and and, and (laughs) it's like someone going, why
2: isn't isn't anybody throwing the match into the fireworks factory? (laughs) Because what we're doing is what no one else will do. And it's like, no, 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 there's a
1: reason that no no one else will do that. Well, the the thing about 13 Reasons Why is that that was produced by selena gomez as well Mm. that was like a big thing Uh, and talking about like oh we're showing mental health and then all these therapists and everybody afterwards were like this is exactly what you don't do in regards to this because i i've done like like charity streams for people that are like dealing with like young people who have to go through mental health struggles and all the like bullet points because I'm like, let me read it in your words because I don't want to say anything because this stuff is so sensitive that yes. you don't want to be like a gateway into anything. Right. And then and all their all their be... points were like, don't talk about this, don't say this, don't describe it this way. Okay. There's like very like specific vernacular because you don't want to like emulate anything for anybody or right. give them a gateway into anything. Right. You know, Do you I mean, this personally
0: show, like want to utilize the trauma as content? Yeah.
1: Right? So it's it's more about like help is there we will give you the vehicle for that. You never like show anybody anything. Yeah. yeah we don't so need to scary. tell you why you need help. Yeah. You, you are. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's almost like we as a society, like people spend. I love that. We as a society,
1: you said that twice now.
2: Wow. And it's Whoops. right. There's the problem.
1: The we Joker has stolen it from us. Yeah, <laughs> Actually. Like,
2: His greatest crime. This is more like anti-social media. If you <laughs> <really> think about <laughs> it. Is that a black mirror? Yeah. It's a yeah, black mirror. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Um, but what I was going to say is like, we as a society, um, we have no. What I wanted to say is that people have committed their lives to um, treating mental illness, learning about like researching and learning the best ways to take care and, and provide, um, yeah. Uh, uh what's the word like rehabilitation and stuff mm-hmm. like that and what comes out of that is best practices and what comes out of that is oh okay here are triggers here are things that you shouldn't say yeah and then those experts and those people who are embedded in those communities need, uh, need to propagate out that information into a wider like social learning yeah and then and this happens with like um you know, this happens with pronouns and shit like that as well. Then, what comes out is the headline of "you shouldn't say this," yeah, or or um, oh, like people are going by different pronouns than I think they should have, and then some it's contrarian not
0: grammatically correct, <laughs> yeah, some
2: contrarian goes actually fuck that without understanding any of the sort of research and sort of depth that's gone into yeah. that information is just taking it at surface level, and it's like I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be cool because I'm not gonna listen to. I'm not gonna be a sheep of what the people I'm are telling me. Not gonna let the
1: woke me. mind virus mm-hmm. take exactly. over. Exactly, and
2: that's what is so frustrating, and that's what the idol feels like. I have to tell you this line, uh, yeah. and it, I'm gonna we're gonna censor probably the whole thing, but you can find any of the bad lines in the show.
1: You can you can judge by our reactions. It's
2: a throwaway line that like a high flying like uh, Live Nation agent says on the phone. About his own frustration with the situation. Emphasis on flying. Flying. He goes, (laughs) That's in the show. And it's a throwaway line. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why say it? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like- Again, another person
1: that existed.
0: Somebody somebody
1: was in a writer's room and thought that they were clever for making that up. They thought uh, that that was like a really like fun, clever, like joke to make.
0: Someone comes back into the room with that script done over the weekend. We'd done the story beats, maybe come up with a couple scenes, but nobody had done the full script. Comes back, hands that in. And nobody in the room is like principled enough to be like, well, it's and that, confrontational. That's how you hey. kill
1: your career really quick is that I'm not going to be the weekend anymore. I'm not going to do as much music. I'm going to be a serious actor. and producing this show. And it's like, these scripts had to be run by you. Yeah, please yeah. don't do this. And this is what
2: you did. The best parts of the show are when they just play a weekend song unedited. Oh, <laughs> hell just yeah. You go,
1: hey, this song's pretty good. Vibe. <laughs> you should do this again. You should actually just do that. <laughs> that n- neatly, succinctly pulls back into the art versus the artist. <laughs> right.
2: Truly. And that's what we do here.
0: And his work is only... Well, I mean, like, his last album's fucking phenomenal. Like, it's yeah. just an incredible piece of work. His yeah. whole, like, narrative that he's been on. And it's weird sometimes, and the same can apply to us, any creator, whatever, we are filtering, no matter how sincere we might seem, we are filtering yeah. certain parts of ourselves out for the benefit of the audience, but also ourselves. And do, do you guys ever worry that particular things, your personality or like things you'll joke with of a friend or something, if somebody that's, you know, the kind of person that reaches out, like, hey, I was depressed, but then your content really helped and so and so. Sometimes I'll like hang out with a friend and they'll make a little edgy joke and I'll laugh and I'll think, Oh, I, I'm really,
1: would that make that person sad?
0: Yeah. Am I contributing? I didn't I'd, say
1: it, but I, I, I think chuckled. it gets to a point where it's, yeah, it's interesting. Like, obviously if people are dropping like slurs, that's the point where you're like, right. dude, come on. Yeah. Or like the Austin Powers impersonator who we had, who was like, <sighs> sit on my Facebook or he kept going around calling people gay. And it's like, <laughs> I was saying it to Ethan on our podcast yesterday that that's the first time, like, I'm such a people pleaser in, like, social situations where normally I'm like, ha, 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 ha and, like, awkwardly laughing. And then afterwards I'm like, why did I go along with that? Yeah. What, what's wrong with me? Oh, well,
2: but that's, you're in a compromised position
1: yeah. in that moment. You know, like, when
2: I was taking driving lessons, I got my driver's license only a couple of years ago. I remember one day I had a substitute driving instructor. And while in the car with this man who, like, I was kind of at his mercy in this mm. moment, is talking about how yeah women always mess things up at his job and it's like yeah women are awful right Jarvis and I go ah, ha, ha, you, you know uh-huh. it's like they're of course like uncomfortable in the car
1: something's yeah. like making them feel on edge but it's also like you're never gonna see that person again so I'm not gonna like make a big deal about it now right you're principled enough to not carry that with you and
2: yeah, and I think that. there's a difference between like always like exemplifying your principles to your the um detriment of your own safety you know what yeah. i mean or or even like or to the debt like a uh, obviously like the, the right thing for all of us to do in the moment was it's not our job to educate this uh austin powers impersonator that we yeah. paid two hundred dollars it's to just go oh haha okay goodbye sir mm-hmm. or to be like this is a funny story that we'll all have yeah um because it's ultimately
0: this is a- harmless but a little peculiar in the moment yeah. and also he We should
2: say we had an Austin Powers person. Yeah, so back up a little bit. So you're you're probably wondering how, freeze frame, you're You're probably probably wondering how we got here. here. Uh, (laughs) uh, So we, was it two days ago? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So um, today's Monday and on Saturday we were having a party here for Chrissy, our friend Chrissy's birthday. And um, I get a text from Katie in the morning that's like, well, okay. So leading up to this, the theme of the party was like so. 70s. Austin
1: Powers is a guy from the nineties. Yeah. So <laughs> sure. going back, it there was a, was a spy movie. that shagged me. Yeah.
2: Um, so the theme of the party was like seventies. Katie and then Chrissy was telling me. Oh, we wanted to get a Nixon impersonator, but we couldn't find one.
0: <laughs> what could that be? Yeah, you know what I mean. For hours, like what is that yeah. performance? I don't
2: know. And then, and then, Katie texts me and is like, "I found an Austin Powers impersonator that is is available tonight. Should we all pool our money and book him?" And we're all just like, "Yes, this has to happen because <laughs> this is such an absurd yeah. absurd thing." And then, um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else relevant. Oh, we got the text.
0: We, one thing, maybe the highlight of the entire event. I mean, ultimately, I'm glad we did it. It was very funny. Yeah. But I kind of wish he had left after doing his song.
2: Oh yes, yeah, so, he did
0: for some reason. Which I, I, he doesn't Katie, sing songs. Katie
2: was like, "Yeah, Katie was like, <laughs> he says he's gonna sing a special song," and I was like, "Austin Powers doesn't sing
3: songs."
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those songs that's like those emails where it's just copy paste name in here. Yeah, like, the exactly. name doesn't have to rhyme into the song or exactly. anything.
0: Exactly. Uh, did you guys have at any point an extended conversation with him? Yes, he. Oh, every conversation is extended. He won't let it be short.
1: (laughs) And then by the end of the conversation, he hands you one of his cards.
0: Yeah. Do you guys look at the other characters he plays?
1: Uh, I did, and then threw it in the bin.
2: (laughs) One of them is Steve Owen.
1: What is that for three hours? Uh, He
2: was Australian, worth noting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was interesting because he came up and was like, after he, because I was wearing like, I didn't have a 70s outfit because I just came in. And then Ethan was like, we're going to this party. It's 70s themed. I was like, I have no clothes like that. So he gave me like a cowboy outfit. I was wondering because we got the (laughs) photo and you posted it. it. So...
2: uh, Yeah, so... It looks so sick. The cowboy outfit, it looks sick. You can see um, me and Billy having a staring contest in the background.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It really just encapsulates the night. So I had like all these like tassels or frills on me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he came up to me and said... Oh, are you, are you being ridden? And was like flicking them. And I was like, I was like, okay, how do I make a joke out of this? Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm the one writing. And he was like, Oh, are you gay, baby? And I was like, I don't know how that makes sense. So I just went, Oh, and I just turned my back on him. (laughs) Yeah. He's it's like, okay, I will. I do
2: have to say Austin Powers, not a politically correct character and sex, sex and innuendo is kind of his thing. But this guy was like.
1: He, like, took it to the end degree. He took it to the nth degree. Wilson
0: Powers' thing isn't going, are you gay? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that was the
1: thing. And he was also using, like, other terminology where I'm like, you're not really allowed to be the one to call them that. He's a slightly
0: older man, but not old enough. Well, nobody's old enough to justify it, but certainly not, I mean, it was like, maybe... 50, like not old enough right. to, for this to be a thing he believes is He
1: okay. came over then and was like talking to me and he was like, do I hear an accent, baby? And I was like, yeah, I'm from Ireland. I like live in the UK now. And he was like, oh, I'm British. And like lifted <laughs> up his shirt and he had a union jack belt. Okay. And oh, then he just okay. handed me his card and left. And I'm like, Okay. And then I looked at the character and I'm like, you're Australian. Yeah. You're
2: not British. Don't Don't tell anybody. Well, but Austin is and he was in character until he wasn't.
0: Oh, I lost my mojo. (laughs)
1: But that's the thing. Like he came in did his impersonator thing. And I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. He said like one thing was like, sit on my Facebook. Right. It was like, it was funny
2: because we were hyping him up so much. Like literally everything he was saying, he was He got information from us. Like, we put together a list of things about Chrissy beforehand. Yeah, I didn't see him,
1: like, reading his manifesto. Yeah,
2: yeah, he (laughs) was like, and you... um, you, you like mocktails. Like, like mocktails. Why don't you like cocktails? The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is Austin
0: Powers for like 30 seconds trying to connect to a Bluetooth
2: speaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cause, baby. Cause it, it, I just happened a few times where he was doing something logistical, but then remembered what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. would just go... Yeah,
2: baby. Yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> like,
1: reading <laughs> his email. He's yeah. like DoorDash is here. Fuck. Temu. Uh, he, yeah, he came, <laughs> he came
2: with his own Bluetooth speaker. Um, and in the 70s, he yeah. sang a yeah. song. He was a good singer, apparently, he used to be a gospel singer yeah, or something. Gospel he did song. a lot of twirls, did a lot of twirls, and yeah. So, everything he was saying in his speech, we were all just like, woo, 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 woo. And then he starts like commenting to Eddie, you know, Eddie Burback, friend of the show, who is Chrissy's boyfriend, the Mr. Beast Burger guy, Mr. Beast Burger guy. Uh, he <laughs> this shut is down Mr. Beaker mm-hmm. single handedly, and uh, then he started making, he was like, Are you a grower or a shower, baby? And everybody's yeah, like, Yeah, and uh, then he was like
1: making innuendos about Cocktails and cocktails. So mocktails are more like cock- uh, wink, wink. Kind of but is, it, it was always the like cocktails.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- sit on what my Facebook. Yeah, yeah, no. So they, then he ended with sit on sit <laughs> on my Facebook, and then As everybody goes, was like oh. lighting his girlfriend's candles
1: for the birthday, and he was like, hey, 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 hey. Oh. Like everybody's face just went dead. I was like, going, dude, go, no.
2: Yeah, everyone's go. Nope, not what? that one.
1: And Chrissy was just like, ha, 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 ha. like fucking help me. <laughs> yeah, basically. What could
0: it? What could that mean? Sit on my
1: Facebook? I, I think he's the kind of guy that gets hired for like 50-year-old like bachelorette right, parties. Yes, and it's like a bunch of like cougars who are like single and like... Yeah. I remember Facebook. St- he says stuff like that and they're like, okay. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think it works more than it doesn't. I think he probably mm. thought he was at a bachelorette party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd
2: be funny to
0: hire him for a bachelorette
2: party,
1: but
0: as the queen. Which what was interesting
1: does. to me is that impersonators normally do their bit and leave, but mm. he was like... Time to be best friends with everybody, but he stayed in character. <laughs> yeah. When Katie
0: called it. Um, so we, we had to move it a little bit because uh-huh. me and Katie were running behind, but she called him, had it on speakerphone, revealed he was only, and that took me back for a second. And then he. Good eye, baby. <laughs> like, good eye, baby. The first text he ever sent to Katie was just Hi, it's Austin Powers. $400,
3: <laughs> Just
0: the price. And then that was it. And
1: then shagadelic, baby. Yeah, rem- yeah.
0: Remember from the movie, Gold <laughs> Member baby. But he, uh, when he, when we had to like move it, one of the things he was, he was talking about, like gas prices and how long it would take to get there and logistics. But then
1: once- Never meet your heroes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once you've heard Austin Powers talk about gas prices, it really ruins the whole thing for you. When We kind of- like when we asked him if
0: he sticks around after or how it works or whatever, uh, he revealed that basically he was like, I'll oh, see how I feel. depends on the vibe. And then I'll stick around a little while, which is what a drug dealer does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They deal and they're like, Hey, can I sleep on the couch? Or let's like, go yeah, Australian drug
2: deal. Yeah.
0: And, and he, just, I sleep on he was in
1: character, like trying to get to know people. There was one <laughs> moment where, I was like coming down to the bathroom here and then as I was walking by Jake and Eddie were talking to him and as I was coming down the stairs both of them leaned over the railing and went help me yeah dude and I was like sorry I was yeah I, I was hoping we could find a way to kick him out or like when he would leave he didn't
2: stay too too long which was nice he was like yeah, for like no. about two hours and then uh, it was long yeah. enough to remember it was, it was long, long enough now that I have a core memory yeah. I'm like if we had paid him more money would he have stayed for less time I feel like he's like oh well I get a little bit of cocktail in me back
1: Did he day. have? does he have like all his outfits in the boot of his car where he <laughs> yeah. would just like pull it open and then it's like oh here's several other characters yeah. he's like be. a
0: Russian doll if he takes that costume off the Owen one underneath and <laughs> yeah one, one, <laughs> you just... one thing we can't play because it's like too long but we found a clip of just him doing we were like what's, what is his Queen Elizabeth like what's he doing mm-hmm. oh you found injuries. this we found Can a wait, clip he does
2: a Queen Elizabeth yeah I missed that and somewhere
0: it's, it's a really really long clip responding to the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan it's right after it comes out and it is. Okay. Initially, you think, "Wow, that's so inappropriate to make a joke out of this." What if I were to tell you it's not a joke? It's a five-minute plus clip of him doing what a if it's Queen like fan Liz. Fan fiction. Yeah, exactly.
2: A world where Queen Liz apologized, and it's just that.
0: It hey, just is we're, that. we're
1: in multiverse times <laughs> right now, yeah. which
2: reminds me about the Flash as a movie. Oh you guys yeah, saw.
1: I was going to say about uh, art versus artists. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I will say I liked it more than I thought. And we I went
0: as a joke and I really liked it. Yeah, oh me, no. Oh, me, I don't know Ethan
1: and Justin went to watch it and I was like cuz I was like let's watch it and it'll be shit and we'll talk about it on like Leak. and yeah. oh let's rip it apart and then I watched it and I was like man this is kind of fun.
0: Yeah. I got to say dude I it of this extended universe which is now being sunsetted. It's the best
1: one. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in it that makes no sense. There's a lot of stuff in it that's really stupid. It's a you can
0: see the stitching between scripts, like yeah, where one script got rewritten.
1: I mean, there's a whole like five minute scene where he's like slow motion catching babies mid air and like putting one in a
3: microwave. Okay. Oh, uh, babies
0: yeah. with CG. I babies. can't believe it, th- that CG was published in a movie. Yeah. Oh, like very it's bad. like it's like
1: PS two game. It's oh, like wow. they PS2 lead it into it, seem, I guess. Um there was some cool stuff in it like um that, like the time bubble like effect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he goes back in time is really cool and i i fucking hate how he runs in slow motion mm. as like that fucking <laughs> oh <laughs> but it does get paid off where he can't do it at one point so he's like i want to see if my powers work and then he like is running through all the way in like real time
0: but of course here's what i'm really conflicted about Ezra Miller, terrible person. I always hated it. The character was always annoying.
1: Yeah, which I feel like... The last time I saw The Flash was like The Justice. Like, I haven't seen like the four-hour extended, which I don't think adds much. But I feel like he's a different character now he felt a like a lot
0: more palatable in this movie he
1: felt like way more like skittish and anxious and weird and quirky and i'm like i don't remember him being like that and i, I for the whole start of the movie i was like oh he's like an alternate one that mm. the original one's going to come into right. multiverse
0: he is acting too hard it's like acting with a capital a there's yeah. scenes where he has to look like he's basically paired up in like a buddy duo with a more annoying character and you see him kind of you know, it's, like a, it's a decent character arc. Like he does alter and become a little less annoying and more of an adult. Yeah. But every scene where the guy is annoying, the other guy... You see him, like, his eye twitch like a cartoon. Yeah. And you can see him be like, oh, rats. It's just so. What's so
1: weird is that a movie that has terrible CG, like, in almost every scene, there's almost no CG in the movie that's good looking. Yeah. But all the scenes with him and himself are all flawless. There's no, like, yeah. there's no weirdness about both mm. of them being in the scene together.
2: Oh. It actually feels like there's two of them. Does it feel – okay, so I know that they're sunsetting this because, um, like, James Gunn is, like, taking over the DC. Yeah, they're rebooting the whole yeah. thing. He's
0: kind and of, so, I think, going to extract pieces that might still work. It's possible that one. Yeah, because they remains. said that
1: Supergirl might come back because she was so loved yeah. by everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: 2 is still not coming out, so that's yeah. good. Something's um, going I was wondering if they were, yeah, going to keep the casting, you know. I think Ezra Miller – they in the movie and it implies it would, but the
0: Ezra Miller no
1: shouldn't be allowed to do that again.
2: No. Yeah. I mean, especially if he goes to jail, <laughs> <Or if> they, <laughs> the, I, I do want to, uh, they pronouns on Ezra Miller, but oh, I didn't know that. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They, them.
1: they, I uh, well, I was going to say that as well. I think they mentioned in another interview, cause some people for articles about this were saying he too. And I think oh, it's changed where I think they oh, said I see, they were okay. I see. Yeah. I could be wrong about it though. So I apologize yeah, yeah, yeah. for
2: no, yeah. mislabeling. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. That I mean, is... Apologies in mine as well.
0: Let's, oh, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah.
1: revert to they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are it. a
2: bad
0: person.
1: Because <laughs> I... There was stuff starting with them, like like they were beating up people in like pubs it, in Hawaii. In Hawaii, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then it like happened again and everyone's like, oh man. And, then, and then, they, then it started to evolve into like kidnapping. Kidnapping, yeah. And like guns. And I don't even know like the full
2: story. I don't know the full story either, but all of it was horrible. And so I was it surprised... of smells of
0: des- like production desperation where it's like, we're so deep. We just have to put yeah, it Yeah, because they canceled like, the go. Batgirl
1: movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was done. <laughs> yeah, and that was finished. Cancel this one. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe they just put it, because there's like 220 million to make it, and they're yeah. probably like, we need to make and something And I think the back.
2: Batgirl movie was not going to be theatrically re- released.
1: Yeah. It, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Max original. I did or? talk to, I randomly found myself at a like a party like an outdoor I think it was like a political fundraiser or something I do not know how I ended up there Oh, because you donated to just DeSantis right yeah yeah because I yeah it was in Florida yeah. um, Ron DeSantis <laughs> I did everything right and they, <laughs> they indicted, indicted me
1: Puerto um, <laughs> uh, Rico
0: <laughs> you think he can't get funnier and he finds a way
2: Okay, but uh,
0: I, yeah, was, I don't
1: know if funnier is the term yeah, to use for him.
2: I, I, I met an accountant at like Max or at, at HBO Max who had like seen that movie. And I was like, how is it? And he was like, nah, it's not really good.
1: The Batgirl movie? The Batgirl, um, yeah.
2: But I've still obviously like I'm not in favor of all of the weird tax loophole shit they're doing with like shelving projects that have been made or deleting things off streaming websites. Everyone's doing that now, which I think is ridiculous. Netflix is doing it as well. John, like,
0: how do you feel as somebody with a, a significant platform about endorsing or dismantling or pushing people away from seeing the movie? I mean, the movie ate shit. It's making no money. But is there any part of you that wants to be like, it's, hey, it's it's fine, but I please don't go and see it?
1: Not that I, 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 I feel, that, feel like it be. would be hypocritical of me to say that after having watched it mm, yeah. um, and talking about it as well. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people are going to do that anyway. People are going to go see things regardless of what I yeah. say or do. Oh, it's I, no, I not think, a
0: obligation.
1: I think they're for other stuff. Yeah, I. It's weird about the responsibility thing because it does. I want to be like a good person. I want to lead a good life, and I want to like lead people yeah, in definitely. a good direction. And it's like, but there's also like fallibility to everything like you're not going to get everything right i think there are way bigger more important battles to be fighting Mm. and i think it's also important to not excuse the ezra miller of it all while the movie is like happening yeah but it it does come back to that idea again of like like the people making the stuff versus what it is because it was a big thing with um diablo as well was coming out and everyone's like well blizzard activision suck and there's a whole history of that and i'm like I have friends that like worked on the game and they're excited about it and the team are excited about it yeah. and they're like pumped up about it and they're asking like what we thought about it and I played the game and everything. So I'm like, I like other people make the product versus the one person that's right. shitty.
2: Yeah. Exactly. But that doesn't
1: excuse the shittiness. So I'm like, I, I think for me, a big, a big reason for it is that a lot of people come to me because it's like, oh, you have 30 million subs and you've like found your way through life. So they want answers out of me. Sure. But I'm like, I also don't have the answer to that. Yeah. I also don't know what I'm doing. In and I think that's important. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and like posture on anyone. And like, like I've said words in the past that I'm like, man, I'm so glad I don't say that shit anymore. And I hate that I ever said those sure, sure, like sure. types of words to like groups of friends when I was a teenager to be like, oh, I'm funny.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: But it's like, I think it's just growing, evolving, learning, yeah, trying and I think to like they do the right keep, thing. Yeah.
2: Always opening yourself. I, I think that anyone who pretends to have the answers. Yeah. um, Like as a personality trait is annoying to me mm. because and it, is lying and is lying because you, you don't like we're, you know, and we're always, I think staying open to criticism, open to learning, open to hearing the dissenting voices and yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think that's I th- important. I think
1: it's when you, I, I think the important thing is to be receptive to people. Because um, it was a big time in my life where, like, growing up in, like, small town Ireland, there's a lot of, like, like, there's a lot of, like, bullshit that goes on and you are a product of your environment. And I think I had a lot of, like, mentalities held over from that. And then as I start doing YouTube and I start going on tour and going to conventions and you right. start meeting people of all types of orientations, ethnicities, beliefs, yeah, yeah, races, yeah. And then it kind of, it's like, man, my, like my experience through life is like nothing really. Mm-hmm. It's just like my own perspective on sure. everything. And then the more people I met and people like teaching me about like, like LGBT stuff and like going through like one of my editors is trans and like, I'm learning a lot that way. Yeah. And I think it's just being receptive to that and like finding like information out of it and then moving forward and like being, okay, the stuff that I did in the past and what I say, like, I'm just going to try not do that anymore. Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, there's a big, there's a big like delta between having like behaving in a way because yeah. you, feel you, you feel you've you you feel been told to and then doing it from a place of empathy yeah. instead or even doing something from a place of sympathy because you believe it, but then actually having friends that have, uh, I don't think I had any uh, publicly trans friends in my uh, small, small British town. Yeah. But once I moved to San Francisco and went into tech, a lot of my friends were. Mm-hmm. And I did have to confront the idea that, well, yeah, I mean, in England, and in college, I, I normally would say, then, yeah, you know, hey, I support, I'm an ally, I support trans people. Yeah. But ultimately, do I really know what that means? Do I have mm-hmm. any, outside of like saying the things that Reddit is telling me to say.
1: Yeah. What's do, the like forward facing versus the actual right. like. Yeah, what's the change?
0: harder version of it? Like actually confronting your biases and stuff. Right. Yeah. Which gaming culture is kind of mixed on. Yeah, could be not the it's, healthiest. We're sometimes we're
1: not the best at it, um, but I, I think things are at least moving. At least I hope, kind of like in the right direction.
0: Yeah, definitely helps more the fact that there are more LGBTQIA yeah, plus and people I, in the industry.
1: I don't know why I like tweeted like pre like a, about a week ago or something that I was just like I was on my phone like on Twitter and I was going through like shit and it was like so much like like toxic men shit going Mm -hmm. around. And I feel like that's more prominent than it's ever been. And I'm like, man, I grew up in a time when there was so much like depression and no one talked about it. And like the male, like suicide rates in Ireland were like sky high and still are. And I'm like, because no one's talking about it and you all like have all yeah. these like bullshit ideologies that need to be like dismantled and,
2: right right
1: and i grew up like playing video games and was so like emotionally involved and i like, cried at everything and everyone like looked down on me and i'm like yeah. why am i the freak right and i'm like man it's so nice that like kids these days are yeah. so open and nice right yeah and you're honest. supposed
2: to bottle yourself up and then and then die and never share yeah <laughs> because you never can, share your pain with it anyone it gives you nothing
0: it gives Holding you no. yourself back doesn't reward you your kids your friends your culture anything and then no. the th-
1: thing i always come back to is that there's a lot of like examples in history where like stuff that people hate like racially sexually that kind of stuff like it always like knocks that wall down anyway and progresses
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's like all that stuff just keeps moving forward and keeps getting better and people are always progressing and talking about it more it's like you're just going to get left behind if you don't like figure shit out for yourself and reconcile it and be a decent person
2: i mean well said So, Jordan, you know how we have like a how is your week segment? Mm, Yeah. Or like a mope score segment? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jordan, I dig a trademark. Jordan, how are are you feeling? How how are you doing mope score wise?
0: Mope score, for those who don't know, obviously, Sean, you know, you you keep track of uh, the work I do. You're kind of a fan. You read a lot of fanfic about my big muscles. Yeah. The mope score is a score out of 100 possible percent. The higher the score, the higher the mope. On a good day, you might have a 10 percent. It's not healthy. Oh, not so heavy. lower you know, is better.
1: So it's like golf rules. Lower is right? Better. It's yeah. like
0: being number one as opposed to number two, yeah. you know, on like some you kind know, of score. I think a few things about that actually. It's, I like it's like a grade socially.
1: Right. Sort
3: of like a color blade, scheme. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, it's, I don't know, rocking a nifty, nifty 20. We had a really, we had a meeting earlier this week, you and me, that was like very helpful, brought a lot of stress down for me. Love meetings. And then- just fucking love talking about stuff. <laughs> and then I, I, we just partied like a couple nights in a row and I'm still, I'm emotionally oh. hungover. Oh <laughs> that's yeah. The only thing maybe
2: keeping me low. No, that's me. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm tired. I slept all of yesterday. Why did we become weak? <laughs> like yeah. What happened? We got old. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm good. And was number my eight. mope score i would say is like i say 20 is good i think the only thing contributed to mope is just being tired and then uh and then there's like a wee bit of stress because in excitement it's excitement and stress because this week big mm-hmm. week it's vidcon mm-hmm. everybody's in town uh, but that also means there's a lot of more socializing that i have to do mm-hmm. and uh we got a lot of work cut out for us we're recording some pods and uh, if ultimately, you're a patron, and you see us, you just give her the five dollars in person. We'll yeah, do, we'll, we'll take it. We'll ones. just get it. We'll send it to our old bosses. I'll get it all sorted out.
1: <laughs> mail it over. Yeah,
2: mail it over to Jack Conti and say, uh, You know what to do.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jay. <laughs> uh, Sean, how about yourself? How are you doing this week? You're you're in town. Yeah. Which is like, I, 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 would already, I would be tired. I'm tired just thinking about the flight. Admit it. You're in town.
1: I'd say I'm at like a 40. Mm. But like a couple of weeks ago, I was probably at 80, Okay, mm. where I was like going through a massive depressive episode out of nowhere, feeling like really burnt out and stressed and Dude. being like, man, my artistry is not like being like enabled at all. Yeah. I have like all these ideas of things I want to do and overworking myself and all the parts that I don't want to be doing.
2: Yes.
0: Is and then, like a catalyst for that or just turned up?
1: I, I think... It's just kind of like been building for a while, and it happens every now and then where I I just go like a hundred percent or zero percent. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Is it? Are so you mentioned ADHD earlier? Are mm. you an ADHD haver? Oh yeah. So is is that like uh, you're like hyper focused? I sometimes.
1: I have. I've diagnosed like general anxiety, health-based anxiety, depression, and ADHD. Cool. So it's the, like the I got ga- the fucking, gauntlet. yeah, I got the stew. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm a ADHD and anxiety depression kind of guy.
1: But yeah, I, I have a hard time like motivating myself to do things and I get really into it for like two weeks. And if it doesn't get done, then I'm out. Yeah um so i have like projects that i've been trying to do for a long time and i always thought that i could like i can do this and then i can do the coffee and then i can do like the podcast and then a narrative project right and i'm like other people on youtube can do that why can't i do that yeah. and then i've been going to see a therapist like it weekly since december oh awesome and I, that's like helped me kind of like reconcile with a lot of stuff and like be like you don't have to be like that you right. don't have to be like other people and i i compare myself like endlessly to other people it's all the, the time. worst
0: well the truth is is that they aren't like that. Like the I, idea yeah, the idea I, we have of them is just know, exactly what they've in done. In my
1: head, like I say that to her too, but it's like the idealized version. The, the thing is that I'm not, I'm not like, I don't want to be them. I just want to like take that motivation, yeah, ambition. Right. Like
2: I want that energy sometimes. Like yeah. I've been dealing with a lot of fatigue stuff and it like bums me out. I, I try to be like, fortunately I've been in therapy for a few years and have like the tools to like be kind to myself yeah. when I'm going through it. But it is frustrating to be tired and not be able to do the things I want to do. Well, it's the
1: same. It's like you can go to the gym. You know how to get your body in shape. But it's like, I'm still going to gain weight when I'm in a certain mood. Yeah. It's Uh, like no one has it figured out. Everyone's, and even the people that I look up to that I like idolize that version, I'm like, all you do is work and you have no social life. Right. And I I like really value my time away from what Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Um, What's it for? Otherwise, it's right? like it, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's it for? And because you can't take it with you. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And it feeds the hell. soul. I think. Yeah. When, when um, I'll see you there. By the way.
1: <laughs> hell is the second place on the podium. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids'
0: TV or whatever is going to number one.
1: Yeah. yeah they're the only ones in heaven. Imagine that's how you get in. They like check your social it's place score. So- Where are, are you A+? on an Irish social life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, um, being in town is helpful because being in Brighton, we don't have many friends to kind of hang out with. And I, I'm someone that like, I need my time away from people to like recharge, but I really get a lot of energy from social interactions.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, so when I don't have it for a while, I'm just kind of like sitting there miserable on my own. What brought you to Brighton? Um, we, I lived in Ireland. uh, I was 26 when I moved to Brighton and then I, I was thinking like, should I move to LA? Should I move to London? And I I just didn't really know where I wanted to be. I just knew I didn't want to live in Ireland anymore. Right. And L.A. seemed a bit too scary, a bit too big, a bit too noisy. Yeah. And I didn't know if I would like it. And like trying to get a visa and everything, I didn't know how that would go. We know. So I was like, maybe London, but that also seemed a bit too busy. And mm. then Felix lived in Brighton at the time. So I went over and visited him for two days And I was like, man, this is great. Like London's so close. I can just get there in an hour. Right. It's, it's calm. It's collected. It's, it's a very progressive town. Mm -hmm. Like there's a big pride LGBT sort of aspect to it. Pride is like massive there every year. Right. So it's just, it's something like, I think
2: I take for granted having lived in San Francisco and Los Angeles and yeah. like these cities. Yeah. It's just
1: like, I think the mentality of people is better there and mm-hmm. everyone's just chill and doing their own thing and everything's kind of like homegrown. All the shops seemed kind of cute oh, and cozy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So it just, it had a really good vibe to it. And I just decided to pull the trigger on that thing. Cool.
0: Yeah. There can be some like cultural freshness from tourist towns a little yeah. bit. Like it can be also a little overwhelming, but yeah. I grew up in the farmer's market capital of, of England and as, as a in result where? in Stroud
1: Gloucestershire oh, mm. in Gloucestershire way <laughs> right my lover Honey another great land. day in God's country <laughs> <laughs> I will say hot fuzz is my favorite movie of all time you're welcome brother uh, <laughs> anytime, that's, seriously. that's based in that part of the world <laughs> look
0: I knew you'd enjoy it I spoke to Edgar <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm like 13,
3: <laughs> and
2: I deserve a movie about me. Here on Sad Boys, we celebrate Edgar's rights and wrongs. <laughs> um, uh, so now that you know Felix has moved to Japan, you're going to Japan next. Is that the, the move?
1: Yeah, we want to, but they're they're having a kid soon, oh, and Japan it's, is think it's you can due slide very in there. soon. So. Oh. Oh.
2: Um, because you make, were gonna make it, make be make the make kid. Me adopt you. You were gonna be the yeah. kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, 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 would it, you admit, by the way, that on the way to here you may have? We, Jarvis told you that we're on a different floor than we were on the party. A little lower down. You did say
2: good, less stairs for daddy. Less stairs for daddy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you tweeted, and we do have record of this. um... Mm-hmm. What is? What was it exactly? I like to say
1: a lot of dumb shit. Now you can call me daddy. Mm. Yeah, because yesterday people said happy Father's Day. Because oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you raised me. Like, mm. as a joking. Oh, right. Of course. So I was like, stop saying happy Father's Day to me yeah, as a joke. Now, and as, you, now, can now you can me call daddy. me daddy. Mm. And then I call myself
2: bean daddy a couple of days ago. So And right. so that's your thing now. You're it's bean fun daddy.
1: when it's like a joke. Oh, but, yeah. But for then sure. it's like, I've known my boundaries well enough by now to be like, okay, it's not funny anymore. Shut up. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Leave me alone. Which... <laughs> everyone will agree to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody is going to take it too far forever. And constantly yeah. It's say like it.
1: the Pedro Pascal thing where he gets called daddy and now mm. it's kind of like gone too far, but he's too yeah. nice to say no. And right. I'm like, Pedro, this is like, like 2016 VidCon era. Like you're going through. You, yeah. I can teach you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come under my wing. <laughs> Just actually. say no.
0: Yeah. Give me some of the armor and I'll teach you anything you want.
1: Yeah. Cause me and Mark went through it with Septaplier for a long time. Where it was oh. like, mm. you kind of like, I'm sure you guys get like shipped together and you know, I don't want to check. Yeah, Sometimes I think, we, I I don't think check.
2: so, but we don't want to check. I believe uh, I've blocked AO3 for myself so that yeah. I don't
0: have to read it. It has to picture. be Twitter and then we'll see it. But
1: no, yeah, may- maybe the like overly shipping era is kind of done. There's enough discourse
2: about it now where mm. people are like, these are real people. Maybe shipping real people They just all moved move
1: to the Minecrafters, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the,
2: the shittier part is just anytime there is a
0: non. Male in the commentary space, and they do any uh, collab with a guy. The dating that's like the, yeah. the top comment every time. Yeah. Did that, anybody else notice some chemistry between yeah. two yeah. friends that have known each other for Jervis
1: years? Smiled at her. I, th- there was <laughs> a, laughing.
2: I, a comment recently on a video that I did with one of our female friends was like, "Her hair's wet. She they clearly just got out of the shower together." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Is going on? What on earth? <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> that yeah. That was happening. You know the, the toxic masculine thing I was talking about a little bit ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we, we got shipped together a lot, and then it was kind of like fun, like a bromance, like we're good friends kind of thing, sure, and then sure, you sure. like lean into it a little bit and like sure. take like little cute pictures together, and then it just like went way too far where I like, it was just like pictures of us fucking all the time. Well, because at the
2: time, too, when it, I think... That is such a weird outcropping of behavior where mm-hmm. it's like new and interesting and it's like, oh, whatever. This seems harmless. And then you realize the harm and you're like, oh. The joke yeah. is imagine if I was gay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, So we kind of like shut that down and then people were respectful of that and kind of like good. stopped doing it. But- it's like, yeah, that was a weird era. And that that was, that's not just like us learning our way through it. That was the internet learning their way through mm-hmm. that space.
0: Right. And it's always done, with, well, usually done with like pretty innocent or positive intent. It's people that genuinely yeah. enjoy exploring that. But then like, it's fun to play into it. But then also, yeah. when is it queer queerbaiting? Yeah. And when is it kind of... But
2: Us being post-ironic, sarcastic.
0: Yeah. Like, and
2: I think Dan and Phil talked about that too.
0: Mm-hmm. With
1: like, They you, were the first era, like Ian right. and Anthony as well. Yeah.
2: Right, yeah. Wow, yeah.
0: And yeah. now I Anthony mean, and anybody that goes on his show ever. Yeah. Uh, of <laughs> Did anybody notice
2: just the, the vibes on this one? Yeah,
1: yeah. but now it is like the internet now know like, oh, if the real people, we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, Which is,
2: I mean, progress. <laughs> yeah, the internet's like learning its way through it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably partly Tumblr's lack of relevance as a platform.
0: Maybe, yeah, once well, they helped. took the
1: porn off that, everyone was like, yeah, "Fuck this! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is, this cool. is so
2: weird." I have a question for you. Uh, do you ever get tired of being loud in a video? Yes, like the character of it.
1: Yes, I think that that was like my first after the five year mark where mm-hmm. I'm like. I don't know if I'm me anymore or if I'm like a character that I've curated because the blending of like Jack and Sean was like non-existent. It was just the same person. Right. And then I'm like, there was a clear divide somewhere that happened. And now I'm like, I like, I flip a switch when I go into a video.
2: But even like, I was watching, um, I, I was watching you react to like, uh, this is a blast from the past, but it was like adults react, like those Fine Brothers mm. videos. Adults React to Jack and then you reacting to that. Yep. And like it was so interesting to see like you're like, yo, yeah, it's like the cartoon of me. Yeah. Like, they're they're reacting to that. But then, obviously, there's the person. Yeah, there's Sean, there's Jack. And then there's the evolution of that over yeah. time. Because, obviously, like, if you watch a a 2023 Jacksepticeye video to, like, a 2016 Jacksepticeye video, it's there's very different a, a, a maturation that has occurred.
1: Yeah, I think some of it is not good why I got to that point. Because I think a lot of it was... That was just my natural personality. And I was like loud and energetic and excited. Sure, sure, sure. And I think at some point enough people were telling me that it was annoying, that I was insecure about that. Mm. Where it's like, it, it wasn't that many people in the grand scheme right. of things, but I kept hearing it of course, consecutively over years that it started to just like wear me down. I know what you mean. And then I, I think I started like getting sick of myself and worrying mm. that I was a bit too much. And I, I'm a person that if I'm in a group setting, I'm just always making jokes And that's like... I mean, it's great. That's just how I am. But there's always somebody that at some point is like, always a joke, huh? And then that's immediately like, like the like seven-year-old in me that has like kid trauma comes out where I'm like, I just shut down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll leave. Sorry. (laughs) It's like, oh, "Oh, did you want me to go away forever? Yeah. I like, I've gotten better at it, but there was a time like 2016 to like 2018 where I'm like, I self-reflect. I'm like, am I annoying? Like, am I, Mm. are people just being nice to me because... I'm like popular or whatever. Oh,
0: number one social fear all
2: the time.
1: Am I being
0: annoying and I can't notice it?
1: Yeah.
2: I will say that, you know, from an outsider's perspective and like not knowing you well through, you know, we've only met recently comparatively Yeah, and like, uh, you've always come across as very kind and well adjusted (laughs) and like, you know, I think that I have a lot of respect for creators who've like kind of been around the block in, in the, have seen kind of the arc of like the highest highs and can still be normal people at the end of the day. (laughs) Well, thank Uh, you. Because I, I do, I think we have tons of examples of even a modicum of success, like heavily corrupting people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so I think, um, you being a chill dude was a big green flag (laughs) for me.
1: Well, I think that that was the thing that I was always enamored by was meeting like like Aaron Hansen is a good example sure. of like mm. someone that I really looked up to and then I met him. And I'm like, you're exactly who I thought you were yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're not hiding anything. Right. And that's, that's what I like strived to emulate when I started off. And that was always what was more fun to be around. yeah. And I think like I lived in a log cabin in the woods when I was like 18 and was like severely depressed and lonely. And I'm like, I'm very lucky that I get to be in LA and do the things I do and know the people I do. So I'm always like, like thinking back to that. Yeah. It's like I, the Irishness in me where it's like, don't get too big for your boots. Oh, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. It's like a very, I think it's a very like European thing to do. It's like, just break yourself down a little bit. Like, right. Mm.
0: And it, now after Brexit, of course, England has become extremely open and emotional. And <laughs> engage with. Yeah. More.
1: You caught with your pants down. I, I, w- I will.
2: I, I'm curious. Uh, this, I only, I have only a few pieces of information to go on, but I'm wondering how you end up in these situations where you're isolated from society and depressed.
1: <laughs> I don't, I've been going through that with my therapist where apparently I seek out relationships that abandon me, mm. which I never thought about. And oh. I'm like, I have like a whole bunch of stuff with like, cause my family were never like very emotionally open mm. when I was younger. So I like learned a lot of the stuff that I know by just watching, I would like just sit back and like watch people and be quiet. Right. And I think I started using humor as like a coping mechanism as many of us do. Yeah. So I was like, I was always like the diffuser or like de-escalator. And okay, then yeah. as I just got older, I don't know. I just, the people, I never really like connected with people like in Ireland growing up and I'm sure England as well. It's like, everyone just likes going out and drinking and everyone's mm. like more depressed than they say they are. <sighs> yeah. And it's like small town mentality where no one has any ambition to kind of like leave and mm. so the social bubble is kind of like keeping them in.
0: Right. And as soon as you express it, it gets batted down because if you have ambition, that means that I'm falling behind. Yeah. So, so let, they like me getting ambition, I'm going to pull yours away. Oh, Mr. Okay. Yeah. Hollywood over here. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the big
1: example I always hear is like American people will see like a house on a hill and be like, that's going to be me someday. Whereas Irish people are like, who the fuck does he think he is? Yeah. yeah. Mr. yeah. yeah. House over here. yeah, yeah. Oh, look at money bags. <laughs> so I think that aspect of me and always trying to like overly remain humble throughout my whole mm. life yeah. and like not get too big for my boots. has kind of like aided me a little bit in that regard.
2: But yeah, as, it's as, a slippery slope though, because I uh, just have always been a very self-critical person. And mm. I think that's been great for pushing myself, but it's also a double-edged sword in that I can turn on myself and just be really mean to yeah. myself. And it's like, Oh, stop that. You're not, this isn't productive to do this like yeah. little survival. You know, you think you're like, um, you think you're going to make yourself more, uh, palatable to people by kind of, criticizing yourself so that no one else can criticize you. You can catch everything that everyone else is going to say, but at the end of the day, you can just be mean to yourself for no reason.
1: Yeah, and it's also hard to celebrate your wins because it's like, I don't want to be cocky or arrogant. It's like, if it's good, it'll talk for itself. Yeah. But I, mean, I think my yeah. stuff comes from like having a family and like two older brothers that I was always trying to emulate and be cool to and like really try and like look up to and aspire to be.
0: Are you the youngest? Or the yeah. Second? Okay, Okay. So cool.
1: any of the like male relationships in my life, I treated the same way. Mm. So it was always like, I, I was always looking for like big brothers in yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I meet people that don't live up to that and I'm always like trying to fix people and I'm a people pleaser. And I, <sighs> I keep trying to like match myself to what, they need Mm -hmm. rather than like figuring out what my own needs are and it's only within like the last like two three years that i really like don't do that anymore i mean Um, that's
2: amazing like growth and it's also like very great to recognize that about yourself because it's like it's we're always on a journey you know
1: yeah it's it's trying to like um not to like put a dower on the subject but it was it was a lot of like my dad passing like a couple of years ago which was like like I was never like hugely close to my dad and like we didn't share like a hugely emotional bond but when that happens like I think every person goes through it like the parent you sort of relate to right. you kind of like see yourself in that and then it was like mm-hmm. okay what were his aspirations what were his goals was he happy mm. what were his dreams what was unfulfilled what was right. left on the table yeah and I think I was trying to like start living my life a bit better to be like, okay, I have health issues. I should get those checked out. It's why yeah. I got checked for ADHD, all that kind of stuff. Right, right. And I was like, okay, try and like, I got big into like stoicism and philosophy mm. and like dismantling like my manhood well, in sure. a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like just really trying to like, like pair myself back and figure out what was going on and what made me tick. And I think... I really had to like destroy so many aspects of me to like build it back up and figure out like what was behind it all.
0: Ego death is the only way. It's almost like a shedding the arrogance a little bit. Yeah. Because ultimately that bad behavior of saying I need to please people or I need to adhere to certain masculine values or something along those lines is just Mm -hmm. assuming that you are right. Yeah. Like I know what this person needs to be pleased by. Whereas in reality, the healthiest thing to do is... You're like I'm a fucking idiot I'm yeah. like anybody else I'm dumb and they I don't know what's best for me sometimes a professional is what helps with that sometimes just self-reflection and some life changes
1: sometimes it's all of it yeah and a, a big one for me was that like kid energy that I always had because I always as the, the older I got I was like man I'm just immature and I'm like a fuck up and I'm kind of like too goofy for my own good sure And it helped with YouTube, but then I was like, I I, know I need to be mature now. I need to be like a man. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I was talking to my therapist about it. And I was using like the Jon Snow quote of like, kill the boy and become the man. Right, right. No, like you can be both. And like a good way of thinking about it is that you always have like two ages within you.
3: Mm. And me and Aaron
1: were talking about this when he was over in Brighton that it's like, like what would, what would you consider each other's like kid age to be? If you were to say, like, hmm. there's an adult version of you and a kid version oh. of you, how
2: old are each of those to each other? Okay, so Jordan's adult age is like 45. More or less, yeah. Yeah, and then kid age, 13.
3: Hmm.
2: That's
0: bang on,
3: yeah. <laughs> I think
0: kid age, it's definitely um, the feeling of being on the precipice of being a grown-up. Yeah, That's explicit. It's not like frolicking in the river or whatever. Uh It is being fairly isolated. But when I am hanging out with people, we're just like getting drunk and doing drugs. Yeah, That's like the young version. But because I wanted to perform older, which is also when I think I adopted some performative manic energy that for a while I just saw in my content, early episodes of Sad Boys, I feel like I'm a little over performative. I mean, we all are. On the the yeah, yeah, of on. course, yeah. But and then, that, that
1: is the age to be performative. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I want people to like me. That's right. like becoming an adult.
0: And then I think my grown-up, the 45-year-old version of that is just, hey, man, I can't wait to get there because that's when I'll be done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> once I'm 45,
0: all the stuff that's hard right now, my health issues will be gone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'm old and that's when they stop happening.
1: Um, sure.
0: Bad calculation. I think in your case... Yeah, hit me. I see your kid age at around 15. Okay. Because I think, uh, well, actually I won't even tell you. I'll just, I'll give you the age that you did. Okay. And then adult age,
2: mid thirties. Okay. So, I'll take it.
1: I think, yeah, cause they're not, uh, not to cut you off, but I I, I bring it up because it's like, you can have both versions of yourself at the same time. It's like when you want to play and when you want to have fun and when Mm. you want to party, that's when the kid version of you kind of comes out, but it's like business meetings work. The adult version of you comes out. So it's very telling which energy you shift into for those ages. My
0: adult trying to be fun and my kid
2: going to a meeting. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Not to be dour, but like my mom passed very early uh, when I was 11 years old and she was my primary caretaker and I had no father figure at any point in time. Wow. And so, uh, and so at that point, and it wasn't my birth mother. I didn't have a relationship with my birth mother. This is just like extended Jarvis lore. I don't know how much I this talk about this stuff. This is fascinating. But I was like, uh, I was in this. I was in a household with my mom and my aunt. And then my mom passed, and my aunt was like a recluse, and she like always stayed in a room mm. and like did wasn't never really social. Were you close to your mom? I was super close to my mom, and w- uh, she was like almost like a fixer where like anything, anything I wanted, she would like figure out how to make it work. We Mm -hmm. did not come up with money or anything like that, but there were like these magazines where you could, uh, you could pay as you go where it would be like, Oh, you want an N64? Well, that's like 150 bucks or, uh, 20 payments of 15 dollars and you're like okay well that adds up to three that adds up to double the price but yeah. you can get it now and your kid can like play zelda or whatever and like have a happy childhood figuring out stuff like that when you are a kid seems like magic yeah like oh they
0: just made the thing happen yeah. No, no,
2: literally and so it was that it was like um and she was like sort of my biggest fan had all these scrapbooks have all these like um you know, like newspaper clippings or, or things like that from, from my childhood. And. And then I was just a shitty little kid with undiagnosed ADHD. So I was always <laughs> like, I don't want to clean my room. I'll get to it in a minute, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, ADHD, like intense. Uh, I don't know if you guys experience this, but context switching is very difficult. Mm. Oh, so yeah. like, There's if two I, events in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if I'm like playing a game and I need to not be playing the game and doing something else, it feels like physical pain where I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Um. But when uh, my mom passed, I didn't really have some, someone or something to fill that role. And the things that adults always told me was, oh, you had to grow up so fast. Mm. And so I think there is a part of me that I feel like I've in a way had to be independent since I was, I like kind of had to raise myself since I was like 12. I had caretakers and people who were like looking out for me, but on a day-to-day basis, people who were, there was nobody teaching me lessons about life or taking me under their wing. I was just having to siphon that information from other people, from friends, from their parents. Like nobody was telling me I needed to apply to college. So yeah. I like ended up, I fortunately was like really good at like a uh, school, mm-hmm. uh, just like the good side of my ADHD. Like I didn't do homework, but I scored well on tests, that kind of thing where, um, where I had, uh, I was around people whose parents really cared about school mm. and they were like, um, they were like, oh, you're going to do these things, take these tests, apply to these colleges. And I was like, okay, so i let me, okay, so I'm going to take these tests I'm going to apply to these colleges. Like I was basically like emulating other people around me because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, um, And I still, th- I think that at this point in time, and especially like when I first moved to LA, I had this big like what is my life about now Mm -hmm. because I'm not surviving anymore uh like when I first paid off my student loans was the first moment that I was like what do I actually want to do so I went and worked at like a patreon was a startup at the time not a financially wise decision if I hadn't paid off my student loans but like we had had some degree of like financial stability and I was like oh I'm going to take a pay cut and work at a startup that is has a mission that I care about you know what I mean and, uh, and like doing YouTube is like, okay, now I'm taking these like riskier moves that are not about surviving, that are not about, you know, just um, keeping the lights on because I was my financial safety net. I was my safety net in all ways because mm-hmm. there's not anybody in my family that I felt like I could rely on. Yeah. And so that's weird because like now I'm trying to figure out what life is about. Like, mm. it, it, yeah. it, you know, and I think – and so I do think there's like – the The kid in me that is um like me just like getting excited and playing my game boy all day, mm-hmm. and then there's like the adult where it's like i I will solve I will like make sure there's food on the table some way or another, you know yeah. what I mean, um so yeah,
1: yeah, for me. Apparently my ages were forty and seven. Ooh. So I'm like a very young kid at heart. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was like, yeah, that's uh, seven years old is when I like consider like my childhood. Right. Like other oh, stuff happens around those ages, but it all consolidates into seven. Yeah. And that's like when I was playing PlayStation, Game Boy, climbing trees at the back of my house.
0: Yeah. I and mean, when there's when there's the stakes are so much lower. Yeah. I think if that's the scenario, maybe there's like closer to like 10. i feel like 13 is the moment I started realizing I needed to not be that. Mm. When you had to think. But I don't... It's weird. I mean, it's not weird. It's unsurprising how much of it is tied directly to when your parents were the most responsible for you and mm. when they felt the most magic, right? Yeah. Like, not to plus one, I know we're talking about parent stuff, so I'll, I'll throw in. Um, my, my... I don't know, don't know my dad, but the my mom was always like the rizzler, right? She was doing exactly that, fixing problems. That's what she's very good at mm-hmm. still, to an extent. But she... I don't really understand a lot of my childhood and we moved a lot and then she had a lot of different jobs and would like start a business and it would go well, but then something would change and that would yeah. wrap up. And I don't know if she had mental health stuff related to it, but you know, based on how fucked up my brain is, quite likely. <laughs> yeah,
1: probably likely. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, she's Northern, so she's from Newcastle, so no fucking universe you're getting tested. <laughs> no
1: one comes out of Newcastle like, alive. <laughs> you, you don't eat, you, you, you eat wheat <laughs> you,
0: and you back away from like... Uh, three syllable words. There's no, she was so like a uh, uh, very progressive person and very open to that and cared about stuff and was very proactive about my health when mm-hmm. I was sick as a kid, but something she was very, uh, I think results oriented for her own self-esteem. So it's like, well, I'm going to do this and then the success or failure that will dictate what is yeah. next. And if I'm a successful or not, and in retrospect, you know, it's, it was messing with her head as much as anything would mess with any of us, but she had, she was a charmer, and in front of me, she was, you know, invincible. And yeah. then as I got a little older, we didn't so much drift apart, but I just became, you know, kind of a little shit. I was <laughs> just away a lot, and, and, and context switching was tricky and stuff, but we were always relatively close. Moved to the US, saw a lot less of her, but always stayed in touch. We've always been very close. Then moved back to the UK for COVID, circa, what was it, seven years later, whatever. I was 25, maybe. Moved back to do visa stuff. COVID happened, got stuck for two years. During those two years, she had a stroke. Now she has dementia. Hmm. That is like a little, a little older, and also is it grieving? Uh, you know, that's it's on question mark. But it that feels almost like an adult switch age. Not because all of a sudden I don't have support. You know, she hadn't worked, been sick for a while. She hadn't worked in a long time. I was the financial earner in For all of my twenties, right, that was never a, a thing. But now she can't quite riz in the same way that's like yeah. the thing that's different is ne- fixing the problem me assuming that she just fixes the problem and finds the, the way out of it or whatever which was always an illusion like she's yeah, never sure. doing that but i was always like it's you know it's like a david blaine trick like, yeah well, <laughs> he's actually like oh my god he's living upside down for a hundred <laughs> yeah. years and like no no but it's like yeah. very cool no, but i know what you mean chris angel's just on one foot you know yeah. but to me a kid with a dumb brain but then i became i was a carer for like 14 months so as a parent basically yeah in a lot of ways which is weird to say but it is you know it's constantly vigilant constantly concerned oh my god where is he and then like i i think i maybe am cooked i think i'm about adult i feel too old for how old i am right physically yeah but there is an element of just like i look forward to being 45 because that guy has the distance from the actual reasons I feel more grown up. Yeah. Yeah. And just has the, like, you know, I don't fucking, this school sucks. School's so boring. I was annoyed yeah. with it. But I'm glad it's over. And if I hadn't finished the, the kind of GED equivalent, I couldn't have got my visa. So right. now I'm here, happy with that. If I hadn't done a bunch of other visa bullshit, wouldn't be here. If we hadn't met at a company where we also often had stressful work, wouldn't be doing this. It's, it's sometimes easy to lose track of the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of what you're expressing about like uh, you were in a wood cabin being depressed. Yeah. Now that gets to be a one sentence anecdote. Whereas in Instead the of four moment,
1: years of your life, that yeah. was,
0: that would have been the autobiography this way, just yeah. being my shitty cabin time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel kind of the same cause my, I'm not, I wasn't very close with either of my parents and I keep, I've said it before is like, I've never heard my parents like say, I love you to me ever. Mm. So it was kind of like the same thing where it's like, I had parents, but I might as well not have. It's like, if someone cared for me, but I still learned everything myself just by watching other people. Is the rest right. of your
0: family still on island?
1: Um some of them are. My brother lives in France, but I've two brothers, two sisters, and everybody else lives in Ireland. You said still.
2: you like uh you know grew up like looking up to your brothers. Mm-hmm. Do you still keep in contact?
1: Yeah, not as well as we should. Um it happens, yeah. Normal. It's I'm also just I hate keeping up with people over text and calls. Yeah. I'm and much then more there's of the a physical. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, family stuff. Family Fucked.
2: stuff. I mean, it's crazy. I mean everybody's like I think one thing. Oh, there's a term for this, but
1: Dunning Kruger effect. Okay, almost <laughs> you'll get
2: it one day. Um, the, the the thing where uh, everyone you know, if you walk down a city street, everyone you pass has a life that's equally as complex right. as yours. Well. Yeah, you know, there's a word for that, but um, I know what you mean. But I think that's important to think about because also when comparison, right? Mm. Like. Like, that's why you can't, like, you can't really compare yourself to someone else, though we naturally as humans, it's probably baked somewhere in survival instincts or something. It's so natural to do, but you're setting yourself up for failure because, you know, you're the only one who's lived your life and has your circumstance.
1: Yeah. And I, when I was in therapy, there was a lot of stuff unpacking for like childhood and like how unique that experience was. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, I I never really talk about it because I was like, yeah, everybody has stuff they go through. And my therapist was like, almost no one goes through this, (laughs) what you went through. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Also, this is
2: your time to talk about your stuff. You know what I mean? Because in in society, you may not want to, here we go talking about society again in the re- in the regular world he's in his joker area yeah right now. <laughs> you don't know how he got these scars yeah in the reg- emotional emotional scars <laughs> you can't see them but i've got like a weird I'm situation yeah um I'm jared Leto style twisted you don't lead with your trauma and the shit that you've gone through and more often than not you're gonna like downplay it in in a context with another person
1: well yeah it's because it's just a bummer it's a bummer yeah just bring it up out of nowhere
2: right but in therapy like we have those we like have done those repetitions so many times that the natural thing is like so let's talk about you oh we don't need to talk about me i'm your therapist you literally have to talk about how's your kids kind of misunderstood
0: like they have to remind you what asking how are you actually means right as opposed to i don't know is there an equivalent of like uh like it, where I'm from, saying like, all You all right? right? All right? Yeah. Farmer, you are right." It's, uh, it's like, hey,
2: how you, how's it going? I think it's top of the morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, Shout like
0: out. Plug, a, plug,
1: plug, plug, merge, like merge. The,
0: the quickest one syllable, like, technically I'm asking you all right, but to reply with anything more than like,
1: mm-hmm? yeah, yeah. How are you? Would be so, <laughs> fuck Yeah. How, how are you? How are you going? Oh, <laughs> oh great.
2: You yeah. will. Oh, so nice. How's your mat? Uh, <laughs> things aren't so good recently. Oh, oh sorry. They're still walking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh know, yeah. so cool. never mind.
1: Everything's great now. I'm so awesome. I'm actually doing yeah. very well. <laughs> it's like you want to do that uh, test or that like exercise where it's like when people ask me, I'm actually going to say how I feel from now on. And yeah. then I try to flick a week and I was like, this is fucking terrible. I'm never doing that Do you
0: again. guys ever catch yourself asking your therapist how they're doing in like the middle of the...
1: Uh, I, definitely,
2: <laughs> I, I definitely try not will, to. Yeah, I definitely will from time to time go, oh, like because my therapist in the parts that aren't therapy where we're like scheduling events and things like that, she'll be like, Oh, I'm going on vacation or I need mm-hmm. to do this travel. And I'll be like, Oh, how was your travel? And she was like, It was good or whatever. And I'll be like, Got him. Now, <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm the therapist. Yeah,
1: yeah. You have to pay me. I am. Um, I have a I have a thing where I like always try and make people laugh. Mm. Um, I guess it's called being happy. Um, but in the therapy sessions, we talked about that as well, where I'm like, I like throw out like zingers and she doesn't laugh, but she does it on purpose. Yeah. Cause it makes me uncomfortable. And then I was like, oh, so that's what it's like. Whoa, weird.
2: Yeah. I am definitely feel like I'm performing sometimes for my therapist. Where yeah. I'm telling a crazy story that happened to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I,
1: I finally got like actually honest about things where I'm right. not like, this isn't going to get back to anybody. I think yeah. that's a YouTuber thing as well where it's like.
0: <laughs> right. You, Self-preservation.
1: Yeah. But it's also like, I don't know who I can trust, who I can oh, like yeah. really be real with. Right. Versus like, I'm just telling you like the surface level stuff.
2: Sure. Of course. Yeah.
1: Who's it gonna get back to?
2: <laughs> yeah, your therapist is actually uh, the fucking Keemstar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we rip our mask off to yeah. so reveal two Keemstars, each um, smaller and
2: less pleasant than the last. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Got, got to come on the show, Killer Keem. Oh, please don't. So, I think it's cool that um, you are enjoying therapy and it's like a relatively recent development for you. Mm. Is there anything you would say to someone who's like on the fence about something like that? Or even if it's not therapy taking their mental health more seriously?
1: I think just that old anecdote of like, it gets worse before it gets better. Mm. I think you really have to like, I think you have to open up those wounds. There's there's scars and wounds and scabs that you have that like just will never heal unless you really poke at them and figure yourself out. And I, I'm a firm believer in like breaking cycles of like Mm. stuff that your parents did that you probably shouldn't be doing. I think we're in this like, uh, like cultural zeitgeist shift where like mental health and everything and like sexuality and everything is all being explored so much more. So I think now is the time to kind of like get into that and just figure yourself out, figure out how you take it. The thing that like clicked for me was that figuring out what makes you happy should never be external. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
1: it's like, oh, playing video games makes me happy. Well, what if someone takes away video games? Right. Being with friends makes me happy. What if you, all your friends die? Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you have to figure out ways of like, (laughs) I think it's like a Buddhist thing that you figure out like the inner piece of it all. And like Mm. what makes you happy when you're on your own, you should be able to be on your own and be happy.
2: Yes. I mean, that's,
0: I think that's really valuable. Yeah, and um, I, I know some people don't necessarily either financially or logistically have access to in-person resources. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's tried to say, but there's a lot online. There are there are genuinely ai
1: I'd I'd say if you're willing, if you have an Audible subscription yeah. or if you're willing to shell a little bit um the book how to think like a roman emperor Ooh. like changed my life really. Oh, which cool. is about marcus aurelius's meditations reading the meditations is a fucking nightmare because oh, yeah. it's all written in old shit you have to decipher yeah, it yourself yeah, yeah. but this other book which felix actually put me onto, was like not only to give you the history of him and who he deals with but you can just skip those sections and get to like how to deal with anger how to deal with mm. grief how okay. to reconcile with death Oh, the to book like,
0: itself is, like, structured in, a, like, appropriate English, modern, yeah. readable English, and yeah. then it's just the meditations and themselves.
1: And you, you figure out that Stoicism, which is what it's about, is what modern-day therapy is based on. Mm. So it's, like, the root of it all. It's like they had it figured out way ago. Yeah. I
2: also could recommend... Um, so there's something that I did before I went to therapy, started going to therapy... Was I was going through a breakup and it was like really affecting me, and mm. I couldn't figure out why. And I don't know how I got recommended this book, but there's a book called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, which mm. is about cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. But, and it's what by one of the founders of it. But reading that book, um, which you can just like read the book and glean important like lessons and techniques from it or that could be valuable to you. They were valuable to me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm no health expert, but, you know, personal experience. And uh, one of the most interesting things about it was like there are these like common mental traps and fallacies that we create in our minds, the things we tell ourselves And seeing them like written down by a dude in the 80s made Mm. me think like, oh, because oftentimes when you're feeling your own pain, you're like, I'm so unique. No one can understand what this is. Why would I even ask for help? They won't know how. Yeah. Yeah. And then then it's like, oh, yeah, part one, catastrophizing. This is where you do this and you feel like this and you say this. And I go, oh. Hi, Javis. Yeah, Mm. that's what it feels like. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now knowing that I'm experiencing something that, Someone that's actually chapter six, it's it helps me feel like there's progress that can be made from here because it's yeah. no longer an undiagnosable issue. Um, it's something that's happened before and will happen again.
3: Yeah,
1: the, the stoic stuff is all about like you have your own value systems and what you deem it's that's what like your reality is basically. And when other people breach what you wouldn't do yourself, that's where you start like judging people.
2: Yeah, so it's all
1: that, like it's all CBT stuff as well. Oh, right? oh cool. Yeah, so. It's like all the stuff that's outside of your control, like it can still affect you, but you have to like reconcile with that. It's outside of your control. All you have is control over yourself and how you're like, what put it down for me. It was like, the world is not evil. The world's not out to get you. And the things that happen are not bad. It's how you react to them. And it's your value system being breached and upset and fucked around with that really infers like your perception of what's going on.
2: Yeah. There's this term in psychology uh, called like the internal versus external locus of control. Yeah. And it's like the, if you have an external locus of control, it's like the events in the world are happening upon you mm-hmm. versus an in uh, an internal locus of control is you're affecting the world. Yeah. And obviously we have some balance of that, but it is important to recognize the like agency that you have to affect your own mood and Conditions.
3: Yeah.
1: Plus you're you are technically the first love of your life. Yeah. Or at least can be. Yeah. And you're the person who has to deal with yourself more than anybody. So mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself, how can you love anything else?
2: And that's for that reason, like it's why investing in yourself is so valuable, because yeah. those things are gonna pay dividends uh yeah. for the rest of your life. So you're being and as I, patient as you
0: can with yourself because you would be for someone you care that much about. Yeah.
1: And I say this like I am good at it, but I'm not. I'm still Very bad at it, and I'm learning. Student mindset.
0: You can have a great gym routine and be out of shape. Yeah, Yeah, it's just the you just have to go.
1: I'm a work in progress, guys.
2: Yeah, aren't we all? Sick and twisted. (laughs) Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, McLaughlin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) PMA. It all Um, just boils down to that. (laughs) Just be happy, idiot. Yeah.
2: Um well thanks so much Sean for joining us this is a wonderful time. Thank you. Um we are after this going to uh, be doing a little bonus episode a full probably 45 minute bonus episode on patreon.com/sadboys. <laughs> we end every episode of Sadboys with a particular phrase. We,
1: we love, love you. And we're sorry. Boom. Boom! at
0: one of the parties we put up like a big family guy top that we found and it, we all separately bought a bunch of family guy stickers and in neither case was Cleveland included anyway why wasn't he there? it, it almost feels like he was removed because there's a bunch of absent space You're Right? Joe is there, Quagmire is there Lois was was mooning and taking up a surprising amount of the frame doing so a bunch of characters I don't remember but not like the one black guy
2: girl, how you doing, how you mowing, girl Moving on, how she dead looking, that future girl, future girl, yeah we on now, take my money, go away, all you want it, girl too rich for me.